PWP Nation, where wrestling discussion lives. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC Pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia wants you to believe in Israel. Israel. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. Welcome to a special episode of Offended, presented by PWP Nation. It's our All In and StarCast review show. With Tricky alongside Katie Katie Naked Lady. Better than Stoutsy. That's not that hard to do. (laughs) I know. I thought you were going to say, what's up, you fucking Marks? What's up, you fucking Marks? Sounds, Sounds better for me. Uh, you're not stout. Of course, it sounds better. Fuck you, stout. <laughs> I'm so happy you're doing this. Once in a lifetime experience. All right, but we were just in Chicago for all in. It was Star magical. Cast. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Are you? How are you feeling? By the way, this is like your. Is this one of the first times? It's the first time it's me and you. For the whole show. Have you been on a whole episode before? You have, haven't you? Just the fucked up Florida one where everybody picked on me the whole time. Weren't you on one full one with me and Jim, too? Maybe. Or at least, like, half of it, maybe. I can't remember. I can't remember. But anyway, before we get into everything, make sure to follow Offended on Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, at OffendedPod. Make sure to go watch our weekly wrestling wrap-ups, which is on... Usually on every Thursday night around 6 p.m. Central Time. Sometimes it's Wednesdays, just depending on if we're doing anything. Like this past week, it was Wednesday because we were at StarCast. So, you know. Whoop, whoop. But majority of the time, Thursdays. Uh, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash offendedpod. Make sure to go buy our t-shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com slash offended-podcast. And make sure to go listen to our Spotify playlist, Offended Presents Songs of the Month. I'm going to update it, I promise. Maybe today. Maybe it's already That's updated today. Lie. I don't know. That's maybe, a goddamn lie. Maybe you should just go follow it anyways. Maybe I'm not gonna. Maybe I'm not gonna update until we get one more follower on it. That's just. That's just mean. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> I'm a heel. Whatever. Anyway, all right. What a weekend! So much fun. I wish we were still there. 
I'm. It was so much fun, but I'm happy that we're home. Really? It was, yeah, it was so crazy. It was just cool. It was a cool experience. It was a lot of people, a lot of crazies, yeah, it was a lot. in a good way. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot to take in. Yeah. In a good way, though, it yeah. was a lot to take in. Uh, let's start with Starcast before we get into All In. Save for All In for the end. Okay. Let's get into Starcast first. Um, the overall experience of All In. That's what I'm talking about. A lot to take in. It was a lot. It was a lot to take in. But in a very good way, it was a lot to take in. So, so much to do, so much to see. And what was so cool about the entire thing is just the wrestlers that were just walking, just roaming around like normal people. Yeah. Like, anywhere you turned, there was a wrestler, a wrestling personality. Like People I even recognized. Yeah. And it was just, just such a cool thing to see. The only people that weren't really walking around a whole, whole lot, like the, everybody else was, was the elite cast, which is, I think, pretty understandable. I right. But, people, I mean, we even saw them a couple times. Yeah. But, I mean, people would swarm. I'm like, there was a, I forget what it was, uh, what the line was for, but there was a huge It, it was line. a meet and greet for somebody. But it was and like, we, did, we didn't even know what it was. We were waiting around for something else. I think it was a podcast that was, like, uh, getting ready to tape. I think it was a live podcast. Oh, okay. But I think they're waiting to go in. I mean, the and line. It's a meet and greet after that. The line was down the hall and then wrapped around the main lobby, like, almost twice, it seemed like. Yeah, it went past Podcast Row with all the other podcasts that right. were there. And then, it, yeah, exactly. It wrapped around into the main lobby of mm-hmm. the hotel. And then as the line starts uh, dwindling down, as they, I guess they opened the doors for whatever they were you waiting say, for. You say dwindling down, but the line was so long as hell. It was still long as hell, but as it started to shorten, Move. yeah, the Young Bucks come out and do a meet and greet in the middle of the lobby. Just like a random meet and greet. I don't even think that one was planned. I could be wrong. It may have been planned. But it seemed like people were just going up and like, going to meet them like waiting in line going to meet them yeah that's what it seemed and we're you know chilling in the lobby mm-hmm. and it's like we're 10 feet from the young buck young bucks and papa buck and was, papa buck is awesome it's pretty cool so let's before we get into that uh thursday so we got there on thursday night like right at the right time too we had a little bit of traffic just because of all the stupid fucking construction going on oh in don't Chicago. don't don't red rage we're off the road <laughs> God, you're you're a great horrible. driver, but a bad road rager. I'm not a bad road rager. I'm just getting mad at stupid people. I, I don't think people understand that people's lives are basically in your hands if you make a stupid move or across construction barrels. Well, I, yeah, we saw that twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, so we got there a little past six o'clock, and. One of the things that I had to do or got to do on Thursday was call a match with Kevin Kelly. And I think that was probably the least crowded of the weekend of the all the other days there. I, I'll say it's the least crowded, but it, it was, was the... Packed. The energy was like so high. Yeah. I think the lowest amount of energy was on Sunday, but I'm saying, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday just kept building, building, building. Oh, yeah. So even though it wasn't the most crowded day, it was like... Shocking, I guess, to walk in and see all these people shouting SCU. Yeah, I mean, that echoing was Echoing the hallways, yeah. So we're waiting. In, speaking of SCU, we're waiting in line. And. Who? Wait, wait, wait. I was going to say it. Okay. Naked lady turns around and looks at me. She goes, Todd, I think, I think that's SCU. That's SCU. And I look over and sure as shit, here comes Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels. SCU! 
get a perfect, perfect selfie video. Just me saying SCU. Frankie Kazarian, kind of, Frankie Kazarian ignores it. Christopher Daniels is on the phone, but then Scorpio Sky looks right at my phone and just goes, SCU. I'm like, yes. They were cool. That was awesome. They were cool. Yeah. Because even like when they were doing like the meet and greet stuff or just sitting at their like uh, at their booth or at the mm-hmm. table, like they were just interacting with people like you can tell they're having a good time. Yeah. Like they are. Like I have nothing. I have nothing bad to say about like any wrestlers on this, honestly. Maybe except for like Simon Gotch because he was kind of a tool. Mm, what about uh, the daughter of that one? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I never met her. I just was watching her interact and I was like, you're kind of a bitch. Noelle Foley? I don't know. Yeah. Noelle yeah. Foley. Yeah, it's... She, she was she was like fake meeting greeting it people. It looked fake. It looked fake. Her face looked the one that what irked me was at, at the after party with her when she's had like her arms crossed and like people were trying to take a picture with her and she was like just like I get like I heard her go I guess and just had her arms crossed and like didn't even like really smile at the camera while the guy just like stood there. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's annoying. Like, but this is the weekend that this is, you yeah, signed up for. Exactly. Like you should kind of like it's gonna happen. Yeah. And. Every other wrestler that was at the at the party, though, I mean, yeah, they were cool as hell. Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I watched her at her booth, and some super fanatic fan was there, like talking about everything, and she just was crossing her arms, giving them the cold shoulder, trying yeah. to like. And I was like, that's my only. I, I can tell that you're faking mm-hmm. it, and I'm 20 feet away from you, 10 feet away from mm-hmm. you. I can't hear what you're saying, but. And they had like but you're getting paid to do yeah. this. You're making money to do this. Yeah, like were, I thought, kind of all of them that were like in that little clicky group, like uh, her boyfriend's the Frank the Clown or whatever his name is that he goes by, and like the other two guys, the Brock Lesnar guy, and, and I don't know what the other guy's name is or whatever. But it's just like they were, they kind of gave off the vibe of like we're cooler than you, and like we're here. Even though, like, we're just basically fans, too, but we're behind the booth. It was kind of like, man, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm giving off the wrong perception of it, but it's just, that's what it looked like to me. We didn't pay to meet her, so I can't say much, but I'm just saying, she, her, she's my only one that I vibed like that. Yeah, I just, and it just rubbed me the wrong way when Simon Gotch just walks up to us and just goes, who the hell is this band playing at the after party? They suck. (laughs) They are terrible. And I'm like... Dude, come on. Like, we're just random people. You don't know who we are. Like, we could, for as far as you know, we could have been, like, family members to the band. Right. Like. Yeah, you have no clue. Like, he literally was ripping on that band. And I'm like. I was like. Wow, we're in the middle of. Kind of professional, man. Like. Yeah. That was, was, like, highly unprofessional. That was was bad. That was naughty. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, just for the hell of it. I was like, do you care if I get a picture? And he's like, nope, can't do it. I'm like. (laughs) Oh, okay. Everybody, I was like, but everybody, I didn't say this. I didn't want to like whine about it, but I was just like, okay, well, have a good day. I understand. Just walked away. I don't really care that much. Simon Gotch, I don't really care. But everybody else in the after party is like, yeah, sure. For like, for sure. Like everybody's extremely nice. Like, like I said, I don't have any other qualms. I don't, I think every other wrestler that was there was cool as shit. Yeah. Like really fucking cool. And like Jay Lethal walking by and I shook his hand. I'm like, Hey, fucking amazing match tonight he's like oh brother thank you man like thank you so much and like patted me on the shoulder when he patted me on the shoulder i was like oh should i turn the machismo brother but that was cool and it's like how like trent Beretta and like chucky e. t were just chilling just conversing with all the fans that were there it's like i just thought it was cool oh yeah 
Same um, night, Thursday night. No, that was the next day. Friday was the next day. Oh, but we saw him Thursday. Even though we just jumped to the after party after all in. Shite. That's okay. But uh, but anyways, rewind back to SCU. Right. Uh, we're waiting in line, uh, and that happened. And then I got to call a match with Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly is super cool. He's like teaching me some stuff. Uh, what I thought was really cool, a little humble brag, was after like we were done recording. At first, I fucked up in the first like maybe minute or so. I kept stumbling over words. I'm like, fuck. Ass mouth. Yeah. And then I started to roll, and it started to roll well. After we were done, he pulls me, like, he shook my hand and kind of pulled me close, so I don't think it, nobody else heard, but he was like, that's how it's done. You're easily the best one tonight. Like, I was like, are you bullshitting me, Kevin? He's like, no, I'm not at all. I swear to God. Like, you were good. Like, he was super cool. Yeah, he was really cool. Really cool. So that's kind of all we did Thursday night. Got drunk. Went, yeah, got drunk, went back to the hotel. And then Friday, Friday was fun. Friday was a lot of fun. Saturday was my favorite, obviously, but Friday was... What did we do on Friday? So Friday we went there. I got to call the match with uh, Ian Riccoboni. Oh, yeah. We got there early because we thought that we'd catch them early. Yeah. And they were late. And then that's when we saw the Young Bucks. Yeah. Papa Buck. Yeah, there was just so much going on. Uh, we're kind of standing there. I'm like, okay, this is supposed to start in like 30 minutes and there's no table set up. They keep saying it's going to happen. We're in the same spot where Kevin Kelly was. And I see Ian Riccoboni walk by. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go follow him because that's who I'm supposed to be calling the match with. And I walk over he's, to him. He's there with his wife, and his wife has, like, a little stroller with the baby yeah. in it. So they're just, like, trucking along. And Ian, I cannot say enough kind things about Ian. Ian was cool as hell. Like, stood there talking to him, and I was like, um, we're just shooting the shit. And he agreed with, and he said the exact same thing I said. And he was like, it's a lot to take in, but in such an amazing, cool way. And I was like, ah, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Like, um, right before Ian, right before I walked up to Ian though, and started having a conversation with him, we met James Ellsworth. Oh yeah, we did. And James Ellsworth was really cool. Yeah, he was co- well, well, he's giving you shit. He gave me shit. I had, you want to explain? Well, I thought I was being sneaky, all right? Beers at this hotel were like, well, I'm not exactly sure what the price was because we kept changing the prices. So I, I brought yeah, that some. That was weird. Like, it was what? Like, <laughs> it was like $6.20, and it went up to like six eighty, and then it was back down to six sixty. dollars it went it was, to like seven twenty. Yeah, it was crazy. That, I mean. It was weird. It was just at that one bar. It was just at the one bar, and yeah. the bartender sucked, so I was like, whatever, I'm going to bring a roadie soda, which I did in my McDonald's cup. Well, Thought I. To their credit, to the bartender's credit, though, there was a lot. Oh, my God. It was crazy. And the menus were a little different. Yeah, they were. I mean, bartenders sucked, but for good reason. We, I mean, we still reasonably tipped them 20% everything. I mean, you're at a hotel bar. I'm sure they don't expect to be that. high traffic. Yeah, like that. Yeah. So I get that. So. So, like, I'm I'm easy on them. I I know. I mean, we we bitched about it, but we still, we paid them what Mm -hmm. they deserve, so. I don't feel bad about bitching. This comes from working in the restaurant I know, right? You're like, you did a bad job. Here's 20%. Yeah. Plus another five, because I just feel horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we'll bitch about you, but we'll still make sure you get tipped. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so I brought a roadie soda in my McDonald's club cup. I was super classy, and I was almost finished. It would have been like an hour, maybe two hours. And we go to meet, what's his name? James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. And he's like, what's in your cup? I'm like, what the fuck? Is he going to actually turn me in? Like, I start getting high anxiety because that's my I was just laughing. personality. I'm like, Coke? He's like, I've been in this business long enough to know it's not Coke. What's in your cup? I'm like, 
nothing. <laughs> I didn't he, know what to say. And then, yeah, you just go nothing, and he just starts cracking up laughing. He's laughing. And he just goes, he's like, honey, I don't care. I'm like, sure, I'm sure. My, I mean, I in reality, yeah. I'm a 27-year-old person who can bring whatever, the, whatever I want into in a hotel room. Yeah. And I'm... I'm in trouble. It was just funny because he's like, <laughs> honey, I don't, I don't care. I've been there. He's like, I used to do it all the time. I get it. <laughs> he was super cool. And on the picture that I took with uh, Ellsworth, um, he puts up his fist and just out of reaction, I put up mine too, but I'm holding a beer and he looks down and he goes, awesome. And like yeah. took the picture and he was just as nice as can be. Um, we, and then we go and meet uh, Ian. Well, as we're waiting to meet Ian, uh, Katie looks at me and she's like, Marty, Marty, Marty. There's the villain. There's Marty. Again. And I, and I second up, time I spotted him. Yeah. And Marty's just running through the crowd. And I threw up a two-sweet. I threw up a two-sweet. And Marty goes, oh, two-sweet. And, like, goes to give me the two-sweet. A fan, like, just walks in between them. He's like, whoop. And, like, he's <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. And, like, walks around him. And, like, to make sure he gives me the two-sweet. And just kept going. That was, to me, that's just cool. Like, because nobody else was really doing it. Like, no. nobody else was, like, saying, hey, Marty, what's up or anything? And I just threw up a two-sweet. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. And like, hold on. I'm pretty just- sure. I'm pretty sure Tricky crip- crapped his pants. Ass mouth? Yeah, it's bad right now. So fucking nervous. No, I kept it calm, but like inside my heart was beating because Marty's like, I'm a huge Marty Mark. Like, I'll say it. Marty Mark. Marty Mark. That should be a t shirt. There you go, Marty. <laughs> if you listen to this, Marty Mark. You know, you know, Tricky gets Mighty excited Morphin when. Ma- Mighty Morphin <laughs> Marty Marks. You know, Tricky gets excited when he's just completely silent. He's like, mm-hmm. not an outward excited person. He's That's not true. like, oh my God. It's like when he's like, quiet and like not looking into anybody or anything and you're like oh shit he's freaking out <laughs> well i just thought i just thought it was cool you know no it was cool and like the more and more like i took it all in no pun intended but the more and more i took the experience in and like just looking around seeing all the wrestlers interact and just how everything was it's so cool to see the wrestlers like out of character number one and number two like just how like there's there's people you know there's like me and you there's yeah. people who just wrestle on tv there's like that's all it's different uh, their and job's like, just more famous than yours yeah and it's just like seeing how they were here and just how they were just walking around just chilling and like just having a good time that's awesome i think that's so cool to see yeah. and it's just like it's a constant reminder i think it's a reminder to everybody there's like me and you they love wrestling they just get to do it you know well and we we talked about this too how the fans were actually really good i mean fans were great from our perspective they were great i mean i after this weekend spotting people before tricky spotted them and saying things that i've said i'm like holy shit i'm more of a fucking mark than i ever thought i was (laughs) but being on the outside of all the really marky marks um the fans were awesome they didn't crowd people they didn't chase people down it wasn't it was like the wrestlers were able to walk around and like have that freedom without getting Mm -hmm. mobbed that's cool that's really cool to see it was cool and um what was i gonna say um shit i had it it's gone oh i do want to preface this real quick uh for those who don't really normally listen to the show maybe you're just listening for the review of the weekend and how everything went uh naked lady kdk naked lady is not she's just a casual fan 
Like Ca- casual is in like my boyfriend makes me watch hours and hours of wrestling and I'm like, ah, it's kind of cool. And I liked that we're getting like your perspective like, yeah. on this and like what you thought of everything. Right. Like as a casual fan. Right. And like I, I used to dance like in college, like dance minor. And so storytelling and physicality and shit like that, like I get and that's what I attribute my wrestling likes to so i like certain things that tell a story more or show unique physicality kind of thing so Mm -hmm. it's like but i understand where the true wrestling fan loves this shit oh yeah so it's like i'm i'm not i'm I'm a casual fan and i appreciate it but it's like the true wrestling fan i i actually really do understand where you guys are coming from and it's cool to see how everybody was so excited at the show and at the Starcast and throughout, you know, even in our hotel, people are like, "Too sweet, SCU," and we're like, "We're we're two miles away from this, or a mile mm-hmm. away." Like, wrestling fans were everywhere. It was cool. That was cool. Um, but then, so after the Marty thing, go talk to Ian Riccaboni. Ian Riccaboni is one of the nicest people I think I've ever met. Like, was genuine, one of the nicest people I ever met. Yeah. And I, th- me and him, just kind of clicked like just talking to each other when we were like because i was talking to him i'm like you know that's so much to take in that sometimes like when i walk up to the wrestlers to say something to them like i lose my train of thought and what i was gonna say i'm just like uh, uh i'm like why am i doing this like they're just normal people and he goes i fully fully understand that because i did the same exact thing when he he was like he said he met uh tony Schiavone, uh old wcw commentator he's like that's okay. his all-time favorite commentator announcer and he said he walked up to him and did the same thing. Like, he just lost his train of thought and, like, didn't know what to say. And, like, <laughs> he's like, it's so much to take in. And at the same time, like, you just kind of like, see these people that you just love. And, like, you just grew up watching or just, like, you watch so much. It's just like, holy shit. Like, this is fucking cool. And I was like, when he said all that, I was like, this guy is fucking cool. Yeah, like, he would. I mean, he walked in. He, he walked in real. with his wife and his little baby and a laptop and there's no table for him to sit at. So yeah. he literally had to bullshit with fans mm-hmm. for like 20 minutes. Fans meaning the redheaded guy that went and got the table and tricky. You know, because he's like, I don't, I don't, uh, there's no table. <laughs> well, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was funny because like some of the fans were coming up to me, he was talking to them, and he's kept, he came back over to me yeah, and he just did. kept like a conversation with me and then started talking to you. And I was like, you're fucking cool, man. Yeah, he was cool. Like, that's awesome. Like, that, that made me really happy. And then we called a match. And I gotta say, um, I think Ian Riccoboni and I had some pretty damn good chemistry, like, when we were calling the match. You putting your resume out there? I'm putting my resume out there. (laughs) And I heard, like, what gave me the goosebumps is when the people waiting in line were like, this kid's fucking good. And, like, the one guy, I was like, I had to ask you if you said it, because I was like, did he really say this? Because, like... I'm like that blew my mind. He's like they sound so good together. Like if the if he goes again, I bet he's just gonna be even better because he's gonna just like he's gonna get like they're flowing. He's like well, we we started flowing. Yeah, you did. And not to mention we're calling a Young Bucks match with the Young Bucks and Papa Buck literally two feet behind us. And that, I think that was the coolest part. Yeah, of the whole thing. You took a picture yeah. of, call, of me and Ian Riccoboni calling Super the match, kick. and the Bucks are just you can see the Bucks in the background doing the meet and greet, and it's like. No pressure, right? Because I said it to him, to Ian. I was like, no pressure, right? The Bucks are right there. He's like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have been asked for a better, yeah. better background, though. Like, Yeah, and then um, when we finished the match, he just looked at me with the 
biggest fucking smile on his face. He's like, that was fucking awesome, dude. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, so Ian Riccoboni and Kevin Kelly, I cannot thank you guys enough. Like, you guys made the experience in the weekend right there for me. I could have went home there and been mm-hmm. happy. And the Marty too That's sweet. a lie because All In was so Ooh. fucking cool. All In was cool. But that experience alone was yeah. just cool to, like, to get that. The one, and then what followed, though, even made the experience even 100,000 times better for StarCast, is when we went and bought oh. Papa Buck's CD for the music from Being the Elite. And I... Um, he didn't think he didn't think we wanted to buy a CD, and that's the only reason we went up to the table. Yeah, like before, I was like waiting, too, because I was like, I want to buy this. Like, he wasn't at the table. He went to the bathroom, I guess. Yeah. And he wasn't at the table. I'm like, I want to buy a CD, but I want to wait until he's there. I want him to, like, see that I'm buying it. Like, you know? So I think, like, if if I'm selling a CD, like, if I'm a musician and I'm selling the CD, I would want to see people buy it. You know, I don't want to come back and be like, oh, did I sell some? Cool. Like, mm-hmm. I missed it. Like, could have, like, thanked the fan or, like, you know, that's just me. Right. So I was thinking it like that. Just, you know. Show him well, also, appreci- you just you just want to say hi to Papa. I did want to say like, hi to him, and I was like, I just want to show my appreciation. Yeah, for him. and I like I like his music. Like I love Warriors Cry. I sing that all the time. Like to you, and which you one's get, that? Uh, never look back. Oh I'll yeah, never yeah. Survive. like that. Yeah, <laughs> and then you always sing Super Kick Party. You get that stuck well, in your head. It's the the elite. Yeah, the that I I love and hate that song because I sing it all the time. And I can't get rid of it. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's such a catchy tune, but yeah. fuck this song. And then, so we went up there. He's like, so you guys looking to buy a CD? I was like, yes, we are actually. He goes, no way. He's like, comes around the table, yeah. shakes my hand, actually gives me a hug, shakes my hand. And like, it does the same to you. Yeah. And he, we just had like a 15 minute conversation with Papa Buck. And he is honestly one of the most genuine most humble, probably one of the coolest people I think I've ever talked to. He was just—he was so proud of his boys. He's like, my boys did this, and yeah. I, it's so surreal to be here. And it started off, you know, they're doing their, you know, little YouTube show before it was big, and they started running into uh, copyright laws. And yeah, they're like, hey, dad, dad, I need you to do a, yeah. a church song, but turn it into the elite. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he was started to tell us a story about how the Young Bucks' first show for being the league actually got shut down by YouTube due to the music that they were using was copyrighted. So they were like, they came to Papa Buck real quick, and they were like, we need songs and music real quick. Like, if you have, like, they're like we know you have audio. From, for, like, like church music. Church I guess music. he does something with that. Yeah, and there's no vocals, I guess, over it. So he used that and put the vocals into it, and it just worked. And that's how that came about. And I was like, that's so cool. I didn't know that. And he was telling, and then like to get the perspective of him being like, my boys, man, my boys made it. I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. Like, good. I'm, I'm like, I'm happy for you now. He was, he was a proud Papa Buck. And I was really happy. I bought that CD now. Like, like that was just cool. That made my whole day that day. Like aside from Ian Riccoboni, that made my day. I mean, we had a couple cool moments throughout the entire weekend, but that was Papa Buck and his, Slick back ponytail and his rainbow shirt. <laughs> that was awesome. That was cool. That was awesome. Um, see, anything else? Did we do anything else after that? Uh, Friday, I think we got drunk at the Tilted Kilt. Oh, we did go to Tilted Kilt. We, we, got, were, we were thinking about going to TGI Fridays. We were. Just be- we, we didn't know how far away it was. Well, no. We knew where it was, but we were like, it's going to be fucking packed. Is that what it was? Is that what it I well, was? Be- I was drunk. Well, because TGI Fridays is like the big sponsor yeah. of 
all in. I, ha- I had the McDonald's cup. You have to remember that. Yeah. I pre-game pretty hard. So what was your, because that was kind of the last thing we did. We went back to StarCast. Uh, we skipped out on going back on Saturday just because we were like, we're going to be there for the after party. Like at right. StarCast. So let's just take it easy before we get to all in. Experience all in. And go back to StarCast. And then we went back this morning, today. Yeah. Uh, today was totally dying down. People were exhausted. I think I needed to see it like that. <laughs> I like was not ready to leave. Uh, who's the the woman's uh, hot mess girl? Oh, Chelsea Green. No voice. She had yeah. no voice. She's like, hi oh, guys, how are you? Yeah, she had no voice whatsoever. <laughs> SCU was completely sold out of merchandise. None. Um, they just stood behind a table and <laughs> my, hoped you took a picture with yeah, them. My favorite thing though from today was I was in the right place at the right time. Uh, Justin Roberts is showing a little kid around uh, Starcast, and Tommy Dreamer. We're walking right next to Tommy Dreamer, and for those who listen to like ENC uh, Pod of Awesomeness, I think you guys will find this funny because I started, I just, I started cracking up. We we had to pull to the side. Like I'm wondering, like if they heard me like laugh or saw me laugh. I'm sure they did. You were pretty obvious. I mean, it was just Tommy Dreamer, fucking hilarious. Justin Roberts is showing this little kid around, and he's like, he's being really sweet to this little kid. I mean, it was like a Make-A-Wish kid or a VIP experience or something. Like, this kid was... Like, he was getting the full yeah, tour by was. Justin Roberts, and he was like, now, he's like, look at this. I want you to meet somebody over here. He's like, Tommy, come here. I want you to meet somebody. And Tommy, under Tommy Dreamer, <laughs> under his breath, but loudly enough to where we can hear it, he just goes, what? I don't want to meet anybody. I just lost it. I was just fucking laughing so hard. Just the way he said it, too, because he had straight faced and he's like, I don't want to meet anybody. And like, and so. <laughs> and the little kid's standing there, like, yeah. smiling. <laughs> and like, I had to uh, play you on the way home. I was like, I have to find this Tommy Dreamer thing. So that way you kind of get it a little more now, because he's always, like, just so monotone on Edge and Christian. And it's hilarious. Especially the one where he's like, oh no, somebody just ran in my garbage can. Yeah, it's was- dead. <laughs> He's like on the phone, I guess. Yeah. Like calling into Edge oh. and Christian, and he's like looking out the window, I guess. And oh yeah, it's really, really been. Co- oh no, someone I was dying. I was dying. That was my favorite. I was so happy. I was in the right place at the right time. That was when. That was the only time I wish Stoutsy was with me, just because Stoutsy would the shiz pants. Like, well, I'm here with you. I've been with you all weekend. Am I not good enough? No, you are. You're great enough. Be happy with what you got. People like you. Think the. Fucking lord. Um, so, before we get all in, what was your overall experience for Starcast? It was. Do you, exa- wait, Actually, what? do you want to talk about the after party? Or do you want to wait until all in? I'll let you be. Let's, let's do the after party because compared to all in, after party was like meh. Okay. But because all in was so freaking yeah. much. So, we get to the after party, and the way it was segregated, I get it. Right. Because one side had free drinks, the other side didn't. Um, it was kind of weird, though, that they put the stage, like, just on the, like... like the, the they, VIP, they segregated the stage in a weird way. The VIP was, like, in, like, a and little they, packed area when it yeah. should have been... Honestly, it should have been flipped. Like, yeah. Because they were in, like, a smaller spot. You could tell mm-hmm. they were crammed. Yes. And we had so much room on our side on, like, just the general mission. I mean... What was cool, though, is, like, they didn't block it off. Like, you could still see everything. And Yeah, it was of, still you were in the same party in the same room, which was cool. Tennille Dashwood hosted, and, like, 
what was cool is that she was walking around the whole time. You saw James Ellsworth, Blue Meanie, uh, Blue Pants, the uh, Jay Lethal. Yeah, yeah, Jay Lethal. Um, just a bunch of other wrestlers were just walking around that I'm not naming right now that I can't think of. Oh, the best friends, Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta. Um, they were all walking around, just chilling. Some just started coming over to the general mission site. So it's so crammed. We had a shorter beer line, is yeah. why. <laughs> and it was so crammed on that other side too that yeah. some were just kind of getting out. Um, it was fun. It was cool. I liked. It. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Uh, Downstrait, or if I'm saying that correctly, Downstrat. Downstrait was the band. The band that does Cody's theme, Miz's theme, Dolph Ziggler's theme, and Zack Ryder's. Did they, did they play all four of those? I know they no, did the Miz they only and did the Cody's. Miz, and when they did the Miz, it was awesome because he gave the Miz such like props. He was like, "This is the hardest." He's like, "I don't care what anybody, I don't care what anybody thinks of this person in this room. Like, this is the hardest working, one of the hardest working guys I know. And if it wasn't for him, we would not be a band right now." It's like he saved our career. Yeah, and it was started playing the Miz's song, and they fucking put in the quiet on the set. Can we please yeah, have quiet did. on the set to begin. Like, <laughs> nice. Like that's awesome. It was cool. No pun intended. Awesome. I was waiting for that to happen. I thought it was gonna be like awesome. Let's wait for that. They were they were good live though. Yeah, they and were I, fun. I don't know why that wrestler was ripping on them. Yeah, they weren't that. They weren't bad. It was. It, I think it's because it's the after party. They maybe are expecting like DJ kind of stuff, I guess but that's it's what a, he was it's expect- a wrestling after know. party. So I, I didn't get I didn't get why Simon I didn't get why Simon. Was it was cool. On. It was worth it to go. Um, I have to say, wrestling fans, you need to step up your dancing game because I was ready to party and rage. And nobody was dancing. Nobody danced, and nobody was dancing on the other side. Well, it could have been that they were exhausted from all in. Maybe, but come on, guys. You guys are wrestling nerds. You're not embarrassed about Mark, anything. Marks. Marks, whatever. Okay, you guys are the biggest group of people. You're like Comic-Con yeah. fans or like Harry Potter fans who like don't give a shit about anything. Like I love that. I was gonna say fucking dance, come on! I was gonna say easy with what you call wrestling nerds because I'm I'm a wrestling nerd. I'm not You're saying dating it, one. I'm not saying and it in a bad way. You of all people, I'm a big nerd. I know. Yeah, this uh, supernatural. Ooh, supernatural, and not to mention we had to go to a Harry Potter New Year's Eve themed party. Like I said, I'm not digging on the wrestling Mark. nerds. I'm Mark. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. You, you just guys, wanted to dance. I just wanted to dance, and everybody you could tell was like into it, but they're just a little nervous. Like, come on, you guys aren't embarrassed about dressing up like Kenny Omega, right? Show some dance. Like right. that guy also props to that guy. Saw him two days in a row, Mister Kenny Omega. The guy dressed like Omega. Oh yeah, he had he had like long hair and had dyed his hair blonde at the tips. Yeah, that was awesome. And was like, props to that guy because yeah. he pulled. That costume was spot on. It was, and his attitude the whole weekend. I saw him twice, and I was like, he even walked. He even had the balls to walk up to one. I forget who it was. He walked up to. He walked up to one of the female wrestlers, tapped her on the shoulder, and like tried to talk to her. And it was, I'm like, good on you, buddy. Like fucking good job. You had the balls to go and do that. Go well. It didn't go bad, but she was like, oh hey hi, and turned away, and he was like. Oh my god! No, but he was so happy. He was so happy. Like he's like he was so happy. He just tapped her on the shoulder. He just goes hi, and like smiling from ear to ear. And she's like hi, and just like turned around and walked <laughs> away. And as she walked away, his smile did not go away. And he was like, oh my god, like so happy, and just walked back to his friends. And they're all like, yeah, like. 
good good for you man good for you Dude, i, tol- I totally support the nerdiness i'm just saying that bring the nerdy happy. bring the nerdy out on the dance floor yeah if people could open up like if people would have opened up a little more it would have been fun you could tell they were holding back maybe maybe if the lights were I, a little bit darker I like think, at a wedding you well, know how when the lights go down people start actually dancing and i think it had a little bit to do with uh fans were exhausted i was exhausted not just exhausted but i think they were intimidated by just all the wrestlers that were just that's true surrounding them there's i think they're just in awe of everything like how i was like when marty too sweet me i just like stood there and i was like this is so cool like I'm sure that was what's going through the minds of more than half the people there is how cool this is. So, yeah. like, good for them, you know? Like, happy, happy for them. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Next so time. You're, like, mean. I am not. You're mean. Oh, you're lying. You know I love Harry Potter and reading and Supernatural the way you love wrestling. You're kind of a, kind of a heel. <gasps> you're kind of a heel. I like heels, so that's okay. Uh before we get into all in, uh, real quick, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Kyle Fauche. I'm interrupting this podcast to ask a few important questions. If you were stuck on a desert island, would you want Will Smith movies or Will Smith music? Who is the baddest villain Jason Statham has gone up against in his movie career? What are the top 10 most rewatchable TV shows of all time? Check out the Going Off Topic blog with me. Kyle Fauche to get the answers and much, much more. You can find the website at kylefauche.blogspot.com. That's K Y L E F O S H E.blogspot.com. Make sure to subscribe so you get the new post right in your email. Also, check out the social pages, going underscore off underscore topic and most state 314 on Twitter. And going off topic with Kyle Fauche on Facebook. Now back to the guys with the offended podcast. You know what I just realized? What? Uh, how was your overall experience for StarCast? StarCast was good. I wish, I guess, if I would have known more about more wrestlers or more things, it would have been more exciting. Yeah. But the overall energy was really, really cool there. Yeah. The, so it'd be like you walking into like a Harry Potter convention or something and being like, wow, like, like New Year's Eve, like, wow, this is cool. They did a really good job. The energy is really awesome, but... Who's Dumbledore? I don't know. So that's kind of how I felt. I get that. I get that. I was I was actually kind of worried that you weren't going to have like a good time. Like I was. Nah. Well, I didn't know how it was going to be. Like it was the overall experience. I personally, for me, thought it was absolutely amazing. I thought the experience was amazing. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Sarcast, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. It was real. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was so different. It was. Things going on everywhere, lines everywhere to go do who knows what, tattoos in the basement, like, yeah, it was cool. If I had enough money uh, that I brought with me, I would totally have gotten a tattoo. And I'm glad you didn't. Why not? I don't know, harsh or rash decisions. Well, you know I want more tattoos. I know. I want a tattoo too, but I've been 18 for nine years and still haven't gotten one. You have to think about it. 
I know what I want, though. Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. All in. All in. First of all, I was very nervous before we got there because we had tickets on StubHub. So we got our tickets. Fuck the scalpers. No shit. Fuck the scalpers. Fuck StubHub for a $78 service charge. Yeah, that's insane. For two tickets, $78 service charge, aside from the fee that they, um, I don't know, the original ticket buyer charged us. Honestly, it was worth it. It was so worth it. I can't even complain, but fuck StubHub's fee of $78. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. That is fucking ridiculous. And the, um... The original ticket price is 28 bucks. <laughs> like, just fuck you, scalpers, but at the same time, thank you, because who knows if I would have gotten a ticket on time. Catch 22. Yep, bittersweet. But either way, I'm happy. Like, we made it. Very grateful I got to be there this Made weekend. it in, made it through the ticket person who mm-hmm. scanned our tickets. And, like, the whole time I'm walking up to their, I'm just like, Oh, man, like, please work, please work, please work, please work. Like, oh, my God. And then, like, the ticket scanned, and right when the ticket scanned, I'm like, it's real. We're here. Let's go. And normally before wrestling shows, especially, like, any wrestling show you go to, before the show starts, there's always, like, the crowd's kind of, like, jazzing up, like, for the show, and you hear abundance of woos, like, going through the crowd. Not this time. No. No woos. It was SCU's. Throughout the entire, the entire time. I mean, the entire time. I see you, I see you, I see you. I mean, just everywhere. It was awesome. That and then the Kenny Omega Terminator clap, like, started happening. Which I learned what it was. Dun, 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 dun. It was pretty cool. Dun, 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 It dun. was even cooler in the... In the match? In the match, yeah. yeah. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh started things off. Um, how about the way the show kicked off with, or before they went on the air, Bucks and Cody come out. Oh, that... To thank everybody. One of my faves. That was one of your favorite parts? Yeah, they walk out and they're like, hey guys, this is pretty fucking cool. Um, you want to blow? Yeah, Matt was like, you want to <laughs> blow our budget like in the first 90 seconds? We got pyro. That was cool. They shot off some pyro. Well, well they they didn't shoot off pyro. They're like, did you pay the pyro man? Yeah. That was good. I liked that. The gimmick. And I liked how like uh, all three of them like, were acting like they were afraid of the pyro. Oh, yeah. They were like, ow, it burns. Yeah, that was funny, but Cody's selling of being scared was hilarious. He was, like, more animated than the other two, but mm-hmm. it was fucking hilarious. It just set, it set the show off to be like, guys, we're new, and we hope this goes well, and here's what we yeah. got for you. And it was, and we, I mean, yeah. the expectations were met. And they wasted no time with the no. pre-show. They no. went right in. First match, it was all in zero hour. It was the first two matches were on WGN America. And this is how you do, like, I, man, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish WWE would listen to this. Vince or Triple H, obviously they will never listen to this. But, like, this is how you do a pre-show. You make the fucking watcher want to buy the pay-per-view. Like, if I was watching that at home, I'd be like, I'm fucking buying the pay-per-view. I'm not missing this now. Right. Even if you were just a casual watcher. Yeah. It was so just crazy. The atmosphere, the fans were hot. Like, holy shit. The first match of the night, SCU, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky dressed up like Rocky and Apollo Creed going up against the Briscoes. I had to get that explained to me. I didn't understand Rocky. I'm not really. 
you know, you're not really there with pop culture. You've never seen Home Alone 1 or you, 2. You just watched Big. Or for, 3. You just watched Big for the first time. I know. I didn't like it. You didn't like the end. I didn't like that the lady f- had sex with him. And he's 13. <laughs> this is about all in. This isn't about All right. Big. Sorry. Sidetrack. Damn. Fucking Tom Hanks gets brought in any conversation. Everybody's just got to start talking about Tom Hanks. He's such a nice person, though. <laughs> But uh, SCU, uh, that's how you kick off a show, too, because that's who the crowd really wants to yeah. see. And what a match. That was one of the best matches of the night, in my opinion. It was good. It was a good match. Back and forth. The entire, it was like um, every time they hit a, a chop, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. The, the whole building was like, woo, mm-hmm. ooh. And, and again, I want to preface this episode with Katie is not a no. regular watcher of wrestling. She's a casual fan. She only watches basically because of me. So I just want to put that out there. And I like this dynamic a lot. <laughs> but I don't know what I'm talking about no, at I, the time. <laughs> I like getting like your perspective. No, it. it was exciting. It was cool. Yeah. And then uh, it was kind of like the build of that match was kind of like a Rocky movie, like they had to come fight back, you know, mm-hmm. fight back into it and win, like, at the end with, like, just the final sequence. Honestly, like, the final, like, ten minutes of that match in general was just insane. Like, the moves they were doing, everything. Everything was awesome. Excuse me. And I have nothing, yeah, that, I'm just blown away. I was blown away just by that match. I was I think, blown away I by that match. I think all the fans the, were. I don't think audience. they were ready for that to, yeah. to be the first match that was on that stage. Mm-hmm. I think they were like, holy shit. Yeah. I, we heard that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. We heard a lot of holy shit chants that night. That Not my favorite awesome. chant. What's your favorite chant? We'll get there. Okay. But um, that was awesome. Way to kick off the show. And then we go into the... Uh, over budget battle royal and honestly that was probably i saw matt jackson tweet out that was his easily his favorite battle royal he's ever watched wow i think it's mine too wow um it was just so much fun like it was just a bunch of gimmicks in one match tommy dreamer uh a godfather of hardcore wrestling bringing in the weapons in the match and then giving the homage to dusty Rhodes wearing the polka dots and i thought that was cool uh, Billy Gunn, and I'm assuming that's his son that was in the match with him. I mean, he moved just like him. He moved just like him and was like, I can't even put in the words. Like, I was blown away. I'm like, he moves around and wrestles like, like, just like Billy Gunn. And he does the fucking suck it just like Billy Gunn. It was creepy. Is that Gen- D Generation X? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Bully Ray was in the match, uh, better known as Bubba Ray Dudley for you, Katie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bully Ray comes out at first and power bombs a luchador through a table, which we don't know who that luchador is till the end of the match. Which dun, dun, dun. I kind of figured it was Flip Gordon, but I didn't want to say anything. But I said to you before the match starts because. You were standing in line to get merchandise. I was. I was in. I, I was in the merch line. That line was so long. No, the line was so long before the pre-show started, and I was like, "Dude, I'm just gonna wait because I'm not the mark here. I'm gonna like go during a match that's maybe not as crazy or whatever." I was in that line for forty freaking minutes. 
like but but it was during the battle royale and all the other marks around me were like oh my god this shit is crazy I like how you use the term marks like it's it's in my repertoire i know you use that all the time now you use mark even when you're not even talking about I, wrestling. when i get a dog i'm serious i'm gonna name it mark get over here you fucking mark i love it i love it it's like the most like good natured insult that you could ever give someone this is how like we're hook lining and sinking like this is how we're like roping you in into wrestling like this is it's how the storytelling it's the story no it's just using the term Mark. You think Mark Maybe. is so funny to use <laughs> that, do. like, this is how this is how we do it. I'm like this. I even was saying this to Stout. I was like, this is how we do it. This is how we get Katie to like wrestling. She loves the give term her, Mark give her for an some reason. She can use. <laughs> I don't like you use it all the time, dude. I don't know why I love Does this it. Make you? I think this makes you more of a Mark for using it. I realized that after this weekend. I'm I think like, you are oh more my God, of a Mark. There's, there's Marty. Oh my God, turn around. I'm like, holy shit. That's not even what I'm talking about. I think I just you using the term makes you a bigger Mark wow. than you realize. Wow. It's being used against me now. Well, it's because you've used it like 30 <laughs> times this podcast already. Don't hate me for it. I'm not. I'm just saying. Pick and choose. Pentagon. It's like Pentagon doing his thing during the match. They like tend. It was awesome every time. Well, we're not there yet. I know, but uh, Battle Royal. Um, just a lot of cool spots. Cole Cabana in the match, getting the Chicago love. Um, I he- yeah, I heard that name in line. Actually, they're like, "Oh my god, is that Cole Cabana?" I'm like, "Who is that?" I need my boyfriend. Guy from Chicago. He helps run pro wrestling tees. Um, that the finish of the match. Like it went. I th- pretty sure memory serves me correctly came down the Colt Cabana and uh, Bully Ray and it seemed like Bully Ray was going to win but then there's the luchador on the outside gets in the ring and does a move on Bully Ray throws him over the top unmask and it's Flip Gordon the crowd pops like fucking crazy yeah, it was a loud pop yeah it was loud that was one of the loudest pops of the night that was easily one really? of the loudest pops of the night I, w- I was in the line but I mean it was a loud pop in the line yeah, like, I wasn't in the stadium, though. It was. That was cool. That was cool. And then we go in all-in. We're going to do it a little differently, talking about the matches. So as the gimmick battle royal, or the gimmick battle royal, the over-the-budget battle royal ends, um, we go into... Oh, there's something I didn't mention. Um, uh, stall. Stall. This is why I need stall. You're supposed to be like Mark Stall, Eric Stall. Say all like those do, hockey do players. Do stall. Mark, no, those, those Mark aren't stall. Those aren't stalls. Stalling. Stalling. Okay, but anyway... <laughs> did i do a good job yeah yeah okay good, good job uh, i forgot the crowd popped when trent beretta and chucky e. t hugged each other the best friends they popped for that and uh, we got to see the hurricane actually pull off a couple of uh choke slams in the match something like he's never done like in at least in wwe you never got to see him do it like he'd always like try to choke slam somebody and then they would just be like you're not a superhero they just never let him do it? No, because he always tried to do it to, like, Stone Cold or, like, The oh, Rock okay. or Triple H. And they're like, what are you doing? And then um, Jordan Grace uh, beating up uh, Brian Cage. That was a, a chick that was in the match. She was awesome. Oh, she was She was really good, actually. Yeah, yeah she was awesome. Um, and Rocky Romero is... I lo- fucking love Rocky Romero. Love Rocky Romero. He's hilarious and the little like spirit he has just running around. You were standing in line. I don't know if you saw, but it's just like 
This guy just run. He was just running from corner to corner, just like clotheslining people. He's moving so fast because he's so little, and it's it was hilarious. And he like he clotheslined Billy Gunn, ran to the other corner. I forget who who he was clotheslining. Clotheslining in the other corner, but then he ran back to Billy Gunn, and he doesn't clothesline him. He just runs and then like turns back around, clotheslines the other guy, (laughs) and he runs back to Billy Gunn again. Billy Gunn like jumps like every time. Like he's like, oh, oh god. Is Billy Gunn the bigger guy in the black? No, Billy Gunn. He's ass man, Mr. Ass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Him and his son. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Casual fan. Mark. So that ends and we go into the actual show, All In. Right. Um, I went to go meet you because I had to go uh, to the bathroom as well. I missed the entire Matt Cross and yeah. MJF match, which I didn't actually didn't even know that match was scheduled. Like, on I don't the think show. many people did. Yeah, I don't think many people did either. And it was kind of weird because, like, no disrespect to these two wrestlers because they're both great wrestlers. Um, it may have been the piss break of the show. Maybe. And because there was a lot, that line took the entire time, took the entire yeah. match. Like, I was waiting in line. <clears throat> I was waiting in line the entire match. So I missed that completely. But before we get into all the other matches, I just want to say real quick we're going to talk about the matches out of order. And save kind of the what I thought was more important and kind of, I guess, had more meaning behind the matches. Save them for later as we go down, like, the matches. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, since we were already talking about it, let's go back. Flip Gordon wins the over-budget Battle Royal and he wrestles uh, Jay Lethal. I have bad ass mouth right now. Mine was earlier. I gave it to you. Yeah, thank you. But, uh... Wrestles Jay Lethal, who turns in the Black Machismo brother. Yeah, oh yeah. Crowd was hot. Yeah, they were. And then uh, Macho Man's brother, uh, Larry. Yeah, that was Larry. Yeah, like... <laughs> I I don't know, but he was he was hilarious. He was funny. Uh, he was out there. No, Larry was Macho Man. Oh, okay. I always get him confused because they're so similar. But Lanny Paflo came down with uh, Jay Lethal in his little t-shirt and jeans yeah. and he's like he had no costume but he was just rocking what he was rocking it was awesome and it's like he I was like who is that guy who is it and he's like I think that's Macho Man's brother so he's like you know out mm-hmm. at the ring supporting what do they call him Black Machismo is what yep. they were mm-hmm. chanting it was fun yeah that was that was a lot of fun that match was a lot of fun and like this little subtle and then you got Brandy Rhodes coming back out to help right. uh, support Flip just the little subtle things that Jay was doing, like impersonating Macho Man. Like, like stealing Brandy. Stealing Brandy, acting like she's Miss Elizabeth, telling her to stay in the corner. And then, like, she gets in the ring to tell, like, Jay, like, stop it or something. I forget how, like, she got in the ring. She's like, I'm not Liz, yeah. is what she was saying. Yeah. And then, like, Jay grabs her arm and then puts her up on his shoulder, like, <laughs> Miss Elizabeth at the end of, like, WrestleMania four when Macho Man won the title. Like, I was like, that's fucking perfect it was perfect yeah that's perfect it was hilarious well done uh, very solid match so it's safe it was a safe match it wasn't like nothing really crazy happened like I, well i like flip gordon though i've never really seen him flip's, flip's awesome I, I like for those of you who uh don't know me i like the flippy shit mm-hmm. i'm more of like the acrobat the dancer the i like that more than the submission than the I don't know one, two, three. Like I like the flippy stuff because it's like holy shit. But I think you really were into, and we'll get into it. uh, Nick Alice and Cody Rhodes. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You were like 
you were saying to me that you were nervous during that match. I know, I was. We'll get there. But I I like Flip Gordon. I want to say, I want to give him props for what he's doing. Like, I had some fans next Mm -hmm. to me, some old school fans, you could tell. And they were like, oh, here comes the flippy shit. And I just was like, man, you guys are old school. Like, that kind (sighs) of, yeah, that kind of bothers me, especially when you're at All In, who's partially ran by the Young Bucks, who are flippy. Not only flippy, but like their style of telling a story and pro wrestling is completely unique and not taken seriously. Right. Like it's taken seriously, but to a certain extent. Like, like we know, like, I mean, they fuck around and joke about how wrestling's fake all the time. Right. Like, what do you expect coming to an all in show? Like, what do you expect? I I mean, I agree. I just, you know, the. I'm not complaining about the I, the submissions and the taps, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my god, like let's just well, let's just get this guy down. Like I don't complain about that mm-hmm. because I understand that in the yeah. story. But the when yep. people complain about the flippy stuff, I'm like, holy shit, what do you expect them to do? When, They're in a ring yeah. with with ropes, with like somewhat pliable yeah. like flooring. Like when, let them do what they want to do. When wrestling fans complain. So this is what kind of drives me nuts about wrestling fans. It's kind of like, you know, I'm not one to tell them, like, what they can and cannot chant either. This is just my personal opinion. And I just get really irritated and kind of annoyed when they critique wrestling or just, like, they're unhappy with, like, some stuff. And yeah. it's like, man, just enjoy the show. Like, right. stop, don't take it so seriously. It's a I'm- show. It's an entertain. You're here to be entertained. Like... I don't know. It's like you're obviously you spent the money to be here for a reason. Like, just take it in, you know, take it in and enjoy it. I, I completely and agree. And not to mention, oh, sorry to cut you go off. Ahead. It's just like not to mention this may piss some people off, but I don't really care. It's like you're overweight by a lot. And who are you to critique somebody on their wrestling ability and their acrobatics and their athleticism? Like, who are you to say anything at all? Like, I bet you can't even do like maybe an arm drag. You probably, I would honestly, I bet you couldn't do two arm drags in a row, let alone maybe one. Like, just respect them. That's what that's what drives me nuts. Respect the people putting it all out there. Any wrong move that these guys are doing like flips off the ropes, if they land wrong, they could break a leg. God forbid they break their neck and their careers over. They could kill themselves on accident. Like. Respect them for what they're doing. I agree. Like that's that's why I think I get irritated with wrestling fans. I think I think the guys next to me were just um, longtime wrestling fans, you know, who had just a lot of experience watching matches and maybe just mm-hmm. were. I don't know. They were just they were in a good mood sometimes, and then other times they were like, "Yeah, oh, so flippy," or "Oh, like." It, you know, later on they're like, "Is this is this guy going to get off his ass and do something?" It's like, yeah. And they, I, they said oh, that I don't know. They said that about Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, they people. they were waiting for Rey Mysterio. They're like, is this guy going to get he, off the off it off the couch and do something? Is not he forget, is he gassed? Let's not forget he just tagged out not even two minutes prior to that. I know. And it's like, well, the other guys are. It's their turn now to do their sequence. Like, what do you like? I know. Man, that's they see, were they were talking shit, that, and you know what? I think that maybe they talk the shit in their own. Home, comfort of their own home and they 
you know, I don't know. You everybody has an opinion on everything, nope. but like that was like, oh. dude, this is not the place to complain. This is not the yeah. This is not the match. And this is not the especially the rip on a legend in yeah. Rey Mysterio. That's what. It, that's what I. You know, I wouldn't have cared that they said the stuff about Flip Gordon. Well, unless I stuff. told you after. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I wouldn't have cared about that. But it's when they said it about Ray. I was like, no, you respect Ray. Like, give the guy his fucking due. Like. That's bullshit. It was bullshit. Like, you know, like, that's Rey Mysterio, too. Like, I'm sure you loved Rey when he was a cruiserweight in WCW in the mid-90s. Like, but now you're going to rip on him? Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. <laughs> Match number two. Well, Three? before we get into that, um, so you had uh, Jay Lethal. Because we, yep. we, get, we mm-hmm. went on that sidetrack, that little tangent. Sorry. No, we, I did it, too. <laughs> it's all right. But, uh... Assholes next to me. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, the moral of this podcast, just be nice and respect one another. That goes for anybody. Like, Rag it like a, a WWE show, maybe, or like a like an established show if you're going to really rag. Like, you know what I mean? Even, like, honestly, but like, this is like the first time this is somebody honestly, has I, worked so hard to be here. I even disagree with that, even. It's like, why are you here then if you're just going to rag? That is true. I, I, told, I disagree with that. It's... I, and like I think people are way too hard, like with the product they're the, judging the yeah, product. Like I used to read dirt sheets all the time that mm-hmm. would kind of spoil everything. Ever since I stopped reading that and stopped reading like the fan comments like on the internet or whatever, I've enjoyed the product so much more. Like oh. just because you tune out the negativity and you enjoy the product, you're not getting everything spoiled. Now with doing the podcast again, I'm kind of re, I'm kind of back into all that just to like. Being only because updated uh, yeah well not even that just to gain a following and like all this stuff you kind of have to be in that no matter what like you're kind of just like surprised that you have to pay in order to make a successful podcast like a wrestling podcast right. you have to go around get everybody's like perspective and everything so i'm i'm just saying this was not the day this was not the time to i agree say shit like that i agree this is a time in any way shape or form this was all in weekend and all in in general was like a celebration of wrestling of like truly it was like of wrestling of all types of wrestling too not just the flippy shit technical wrestling old school wrestling respect all the legends i mean they brought it all they really did this was i mean this is one of the best shows like this was easily the best live show i've ever seen by far me too. It's because you only been to two. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not. It's not like you had any competition. You saw a shitty Raw episode. Shut up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Jay Lethal hitting the uh, diamond cutter from the top rope and then hitting uh, his finishing move to retain the title. And he had Bully Ray coming back down, stir up some shit, beat up everybody that was involved. Colt Cabana ran in and made the save. Right. Um, this is cool. I like it. It was good. Up, it was a good yeah, match. It was a good match. Uh, let's move on to Arrow, Stephen Amell, Stefan Amell. What they? What were they chanting? I'll, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and versus uh, Christopher Daniels. Right. SCU. Uh, I didn't really know like what to expect going into this match, like at all, Be- just because. Uh, Stephen Amell is not a professional wrestler. He's an actor, lead actor. He's Arrow. And um, 
I didn't really. I was kind of worried sometimes. There was a couple of spots where I'm like, hold my, I held my breath. I'm like, oh, like I thought he, like you can tell, like he's not a wrestler. And I just kind of held my breath, but he did a fantastic job. He did a fantastic job. See, as match. someone who doesn't know, I was like, not worried the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, this is pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like you can just tell, and that goes. I think this just goes for anybody. Somebody who doesn't really, he doesn't professional wrestle, and you can tell he was just kind of stiff. Not like stiff in his moves or like the way he like kicks or like punches. His body just looks stiff, unlike his bumps and like some things. He was no Velveteen Dream. Just little things like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Velveteen Dream (laughs) is one of the loosest like guys I've ever seen take bumps. Like I don't I don't understand how his body works. It's great. Jello. It's weird. But that match was good. Uh very well done for a guy who is not a professional wrestler and that bump he took jumping through the table to the right, outside right. that's when the crowd started chanting broken arrow <laughs> love it i love it and then uh christopher daniels getting the win i liked that christopher daniels got the win was expecting uh stephen amell to get the win just because normally the celebrities always win but i like that he put over uh, christopher daniels i like that like i always thought that the celebrities should lose like sometimes i think it hurts the wrestlers credibility when they lose to the celebrities I mean, I like um, the SCU guy that won. I mean, I think in the SCU, yeah, in the mm-hmm. SCU videos, he's like the. I feel like he's the most charismatic, almost like he's like the most. Oh no! It's tough, They're, but I think I. Are. I know, but I like him the best. I think cause really, he's, yeah. Christopher Daniels the best out of the SCU group in their being the elite videos. Yeah, I think he's the funniest to me. I think uh, Frankie Kazarian's the funniest, but anyway. So that was that. It's just a little... It was a quick match, too. It was quick. And that's what it needed to be. It was very quick. Next up, we had the women's Fatal 4-Way. That was tough. Green, Britt Baker. uh, uh, Excuse me. I'm calling her Ashley Rain. That's not right. That's her WWE name. Madison Rain and uh, Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard, by the way, looks super fucking tall in the ring. Is that who we saw today? Yes. Okay. she was like two inches shorter than me. And I was like, what the fuck? Let me tell you, this girl, okay, in the ring, she looks like a big bad beast. And I say to that in the most respectful freaking way. Like, she looked like she could, she was like muscular, thick, built, mm-hmm. tall, mean. Mm-hmm. I saw her today and I'm like, that's her. I'm like, she's, her shoulders are not as big as they look. And like, yeah. So it's the way she must just presents herself. pump herself up, I yeah. guess, before shows. So it's like, she looked like a a beast. And, and then, then today, today, I mean, she looked good today, yeah, but like, tell, it like, wasn't. She works out. Yeah. And that today, she just looks like a normal woman who works out. But during the show, you're mm-hmm. like, holy shit. She I was like, she me. is, she is thick, like yeah. thick with muscle, like ready to kill someone. Chelsea Green is awesome, by the way. Is that the hot mess? Hot mess. Oh, yeah, I liked her. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, that match in general was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Just it was fast paced, never like a dull moment, never a moment where it was like a break. Like there's always there was always something happening. Well, and sometimes there was two things happening at once. It was yeah, really like yeah, you know, hot mess was beating mm-hmm. up someone, and then someone else was trying to get in the ring, mm-hmm. but they're being kicked yeah. by someone else. So it was cool. The finish of the match was kind of strange. I thought it was, at first. I thought it was a botch. And maybe it was a botch because it was still, it was kind of weird. Oh, you said it happened so quick. It happened so quick. The referee counted the three. It looked like Chelsea kicked out. And the other two, 
uh, Tesla got the win, and it looked like the other two like tried to break it up. Right. To the point where it was awkward because the the crowd was very high on this point. Like right before that, they were doing some cool shit. Um, the sequences before this were amazing, and then that happened, and the entire crowd was kind of like everybody around us was like, "What just happened? Was that a botch? Like, does that was that how it's supposed to be booked? Like, I could totally see like that's how it was supposed to be booked." And maybe Chelsea botched by maybe kicking maybe. out too soon. Maybe. Like, she's supposed to kick out, like, right after the three count. But I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Either way, match was solid. Like, a great, great match. Match was. And to represent the... I mean, I love that wrestling is actually taking, like, a step forward in equality with, like, men and women and giving them the platform. Like, this was a really fucking cool match to watch. Especially, like, the... The indies, anyway, have always, well, at least for the past several years, have always given women spotlight. Well, and they, they let women, like, wrestle the men, too. Well, and the women, if they want to take bumps from the men, like, that should be their choice. You know, if you want to get in a, like, like uh, the, what it, what do they call the rumble? Out of budget? Over, over a budget? budget. Yep. And there was one woman there, like, let them do what they wanted. That's equality. Like, it doesn't yep. have to be, like necessarily equal footing just equal opportunity instead of like watching like a wwe thing and a woman just slaps the guy and then it's that and it's over yeah i mean in real life wrestling whatever if a woman slaps you she's she's giving you permission to like (laughs) this is coming fight back i mean no it's equality you know like not saying not saying you should deck a woman or something but like (laughs) but like if a woman puts her hands on you doesn't mean that you have to like just be like a little i don't know cowering innocent person stand up for yourself like nobody should nobody puts your hands on you or gray area yeah i mean it is don't it is don't knock a woman out because she slaps you in the face but yeah anybody asking for violence should expect some sort of retaliation kick them in the ding ding -ding. (laughs) um let's get to the next part um this match i think this was maybe my favorite match of the night is up there. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. This is really hard for me to pick which one was my absolute favorite, but this is definitely up there. The Chicago street fight between Ooh. Bad Boy Joey Janela and well, Adam Hangman Page. This is this might be one of my Ooh, faves. What a match. And normally you don't like like the weapons matches. Yeah, like the, the tables, ladder, and chairs, they... Uh, they make you nervous? Yeah. I don't like them. <laughs> But it makes me hurt. It makes me think of their like there vertebrae. Was, there were like some spots in the match that they did when the one that made my stomach drop was when they did the table spot on the rampway, mm. and they did like a uh, Adam Hangman Page gave Janela running power bomb, and I was like, he almost didn't make the tables. What made my so that didn't make my stomach drop. What made my stomach drop was like, oh my god, I thought hangman couldn't tell where he was at and i thought he was gonna slip on the fucking steps because he had janella up for a power bomb yeah i mean he knew he had three steps and he hoped that he had three steps you know that mm-hmm. when they marked it earlier i guess or something so, i don't know unless like i have to watch it back again but i couldn't tell from the seats i couldn't tell if like he was turned like a little bit to see like out just like just a little bit see where he's at but I was surprised. Like, oh my god, it's so dangerous. What about what about the uh, the barrel? The cracker barrel was <laughs> fucking awesome. Especially because we listened to um, 
talk as Jericho. On the way down. On the way down. And they were like, well, we tried to put rocking chairs in the front row and <laughs> that just didn't work out. We'll get Cracker Barrel in there somehow because yeah. we, we love them. Yeah. And they did. And they did it in a major way, too. That barrel was used like three different times throughout the match. And I love how Janela was rolling it around the ring to like throw it at Paige. Paige jumped over it. But the uh, the fucking ladder spot on the outside when the ladder is draped on the barrel in like the ring apron. God, Joey Janela is just a crazy motherfucker. I'm just going to put it that way. He takes some crazy spots. What about his crazy girlfriend? Penelope, holy holy bad shit. Bad girl Penelope Ford. Yeah, yeah I like her. awesome. Yeah, she's back handspring, back handspring, back bend. Yeah, That's Matrix. Cool. Yeah, doing some moves, doing that stunner on uh, Hangman, and she took a bump too, didn't she? Yeah, she rolled out of the ring. Ring. What? She rolled out of the ring. Did well. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying didn't Hangman do a move on her? Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the finish of the match, they put the ladder. Hangman doing his spot. Well, the, what was funny is that they brought in the boots. And he was like, oh, my God, the boots. He's talking freak- to the boots. Yeah, he was freaking out, talking to the boots. And then he took the super kick from Janela. And then there was another bag. And the bag, the other bag had the telephone that he killed Joey Ryan with. That, I was like, this is great. This is perfect storytelling. It was, it was awesome. And wrapping the cord around his uh, Janela's neck on top of the ladder and then doing his finishing move through the fucking table. Janela, I mean, going straight down on his head. Like, Jesus. But if you watch, like, a replay from the other side, he lands perfectly, like, normal. I don't I don't know if I even, like, had my eyes open. Really? I just, yeah. Well, I mean, I did, but I I don't know how he landed. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that match, just from start to finish, may be one of my – it's definitely one of my favorite matches of the night. Might possibly be my favorite match of the night. So, yeah, that was one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, and I have to give credit where credit's due, especially here, because I loved Joey Janela before this and Penelope Ford. Both of them, I really liked them. I liked their work before this. Joey Janela is crazy, but he's mostly known like as an East Coast guy. I think, that, yeah, East Coast. Did I say that right? New York, East Coast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's more of an East Coast guy, right? Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like. He's not really, he's never, I don't think he's really ever wrestled in Ring of Honor. Definitely not in Japan. And this is kind of like, he's only done like PWG shows. And he runs like a couple of his own wrestling promotions up in New York. This is kind of the first time that it was on like a main stage. That surprises me because he was so entertaining. That's, but that's like, that's what's so special about Joey Janela. It's like, this is a guy who hasn't been on popular indie circuits but is making a name for himself without it. I remember when this match was announced. This is one of the first matches announced on okay. the card. I totally thought, along with a lot of other people, that it was going to be Joey Ryan versus Adam Hangman Page just because of the story they're telling on BTE. And then they announced this match instead because they killed Joey Ryan. Right. I remember like people were tweeting. <laughs> remember people were, were tweeting to Cody or uh, Cody and the Bucks. And they're like, why is it not uh, Joey Ryan in the match? And Nick Jackson goes, because you can't bring people back from the dead, duh. <laughs> and like, like, okay, that's this is the perfect answer. But um, Joey Janela, um, what's a couple of the PWP guys, like JCD, JCD uh, messaged us today, and he was like, I think Joey Janela is easily the biggest winner from this from this whole show. Like he's on, and I have to agree. Aside, obviously, from Cody and the Bucks, right? 
but I have to agree with that because this is a guy, this is kind of his first big show. And he stole the show. He really did. It was like I and Penelope Ford too. Like when you said that they are not big wrestlers, they are not on even like New Japan or mm-hmm. Ring of Honor or PW PWG PW. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, what? They walked out like they well, owned they, I mean, the whole. Well, they've only been in PWG. But I, but I'm I'm just saying like they walked out like they had had. Yeah. Their fame, they had had their moment. Yeah, they're very good and in their gimmicks. They owned it in yeah. their in yeah. their performance. Yeah. And we walked past him at Starcast. I think we ran into Joey Janela probably like 10 times like in the <laughs> past like 4 days. Like we'd all kept walking past him like, "Oh, hey, hey Joey." Like walk right past him. Oh, there's Zebra like the Zumba pants. "Oh, hey Joey." Like <laughs> every time he's just in full get up like Yeah. I love it. And I have to agree with JCD. I think that they definitely, you know, I think they're the biggest winners from this. And Penelope, is that her name? Penelope Ford, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And she's short, too. She's short, and she doesn't look like she could do and when she came much. Because she, she's very thin, very, like... You thought... She was dressed in jeans, and you you're like, you're that, not... She's not going to do anything. You thought that she was all just basically eye candy. Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah. A ringside girl or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, she Man. got... Yeah, she got in the ring and she took a couple bumps, and then it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, she's done. Yeah, she was absolutely amazing in that match. Um, so props to them. Major props to them. What followed the match was absolutely fucking hilarious. And I'm so happy I was there to see it live. And just the parody, making fun of The Undertaker. When he got resurrected, I'm doing air quotes, as he got resurrected at WrestleMania 20, the Druid, uh, the Druids came out, like the full get up with the flames, holding the torches over, and the, tw- like, they touched tips, like, with the flames. Oh, is that what it's from? Yeah, they're parroting the oh, Undertaker's. I didn't know that. They were parroting the Undertaker's return. I thought they were making dick jokes. No, they were parroting, <laughs> yeah, but it was funny because they are making dick oh, jokes. Okay. <laughs> so they're parroting the Undertaker's return. When he came back as the dead man, because the Undertaker was the American badass, got okay. buried by his brother Kane, and he yeah. got resurrected as the dead man again for the second time. They just wanted to retell the story, basically, because he just debuted as the Undertaker. Like, oh, this guy's already dead. Okay, <laughs> but uh, that I mean was spot on. I know some people said it was too long or whatever. I honestly, we rewatched it tonight. I did not think it was long at all. I thought it was spot on. Absolutely like, perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Like there was not there was not a negative thing said. What well, was so funny, like the guys like sitting next to you that were like saying like oh flippy shit, <laughs> like making fun of all the flippy shit, they were absolutely loved the Joey yeah, Ryan. They thing. did. They really did. There was not a negative thing said about Joey Ryan at all in and Starcast. Like people were like so happy when he came out. They got it such a big pop. But the little penises coming out was fucking hilarious. I, I- that alone makes I love all inappropriate things, especially like inappropriate jokes and shit like that. Like, just brings me joy to my heart. And when I saw penises walk out on stage, I'm like, wow, this is it. Yeah. This is this is the show that stole me. Yep, stole and me. Stole yeah. stole me. <laughs> and then um, when they showed Hangman's face, that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Hangman. Props to Hangman. I mean, Hangman, he sold it for minutes. Hangman doesn't get enough credit. He's an amazing wrestler. He's great 
like on the mic. He's a great personality. I don't think Hangman gets enough credit. Hangman's really good. I think you can actually build a company around Hangman. Like Hangman can be serious too, and that's why he's so good. And Joey Ryan comes out. Joey Ryan, I fucking love Joey Ryan. He may not be like the greatest wrestler in the world, but he's hilarious. And like he's his gimmick is just fits him perfectly. It's gold. It's gold. And then Joey Ryan, outside of the gimmick, as a normal human being, is one of the most humble human beings I think anybody could possibly meet. Like, just smiles. I remember, like, when he walked in. So it was funny. At StarCast, I thought I cracked the code. There was a casket got wheeled by. And I was like, oh, I guess it's for The Undertaker. Like, they're just going to talk about The Undertaker. No, instead, it was, like, a gimmick table that was talking about all the fucked up, dumb gimmicks that has gone on in professional wrestling. And in the casket was Katie katie vick was supposed to be you could take a picture with katie for twenty dollars and i was like maybe i should put up a table here oh no you don't know this story no i don't i just saw the sign with money i'm gonna say it right now on the air because i think whoever's listening they might want to hear your reaction to this oh no katie vick is a story one of the most fucked up storylines ever in wwe one of the most fucked more than like triple h and like date raping stephanie Yes, yes. Oh, this is, shit. Yes. Like, this is the most fucked up. This is the most fucked up where... See, with that story that you are that you said that's fucked up... Yeah. But that was fantastic storytelling, though. Like, the Triple H, like, drugging Stephanie at the time. It still is. Like, you can watch that now and your jaw drops. You're like, holy shit, this guy's a fucking heel. Like, fuck this guy. Like, they told the story perfectly. Right. Because you wanted to kill Triple H after that. This is the one where Triple H is like, I wish we never did that. Oh. And, like, Kane was involved, and Kane's like, I wish we never did that. Oh, and shit. And CM Punk has openly ripped on it and been like, that was the worst thing ever. People cringed. Like, people in WWE were open about how bad it was. So what happened? So there's some story. I forget, like, the entire story. But it was about... Like, Katie Vick was somebody that Kane liked or something like that, and Kane accidentally killed her. And there's a segment. They actually aired this on live TV. I don't know if it's on the network. It might actually be edited out of the episode. On live TV in 2002, I think it was, maybe. I think it was 2002. Triple H is dressed up like Kane, walking into, like, a funeral home with... The corpse of Katie Vick in the coffin, and he proceeds to have sex with her in the coffin. Oh no! Yeah, as like Kane, and he does like some weird shit where like, he, like puts his hand out. He's like, "Oh, I crushed her head," and like pulls like her hair up, and like, yeah, it's a fucked up like segment. There was no pop. The crowd was like, what nobody reacted. Everybody was just kind. Of, yeah, exactly. Everybody was like, "What do we just watch?" So in the coffin was like a little mannequin as Katie Vick. So it's like, oh. these are the most fucked up stories. I thought that when I first saw the casket wheel by, it was closed. So I'm like, first I'm like, oh, okay, it's the Undertaker thing. I thought they were just going to talk about the Undertaker. And then not even five minutes later, Joey Ryan walks in the hotel lobby, just walking through everything. I'm like, oh, I get it. It's going to talk about Joey Ryan. I guarantee it. No, it was just about Katie Vick. I was like, oh, no. It's That's worst. pretty bad. Yeah. That's... That's but Joey Ryan, even walking through the hotel, he's just smiling, just smiling, taking it all in, like talking to all the fans. He was actually stopping, talking to all the fans. I'm like, this guy's cool. Like, good, like, good for him. Every, I can't, I cannot say this enough about all the wrestlers. They stopped and talked to everybody. Like, they were so cool. Like, 
good for them. Good yeah. for them. Matt Stryker. I forgot about that too. Shout out to Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker talked to us for a little bit the other on the first night. Yeah. Stopped, took a picture with us. He was really cool. Really fucking cool. And I forgot I told him. I was like, man, as a little kid, I hated you. I hated you His so face much. Dropped. And he was like. <laughs> And he was like, oh, oh uh, sorry. And I was like, no, no, no. You did your job because you were a heel. And he's like, and then like right when I said that, it like, I guess he got it because he started laughing. He was, oh, he's like, yeah, I guess you're right then. Yeah, totally. It's like, wow, thank you. That was actually like a really nice compliment. <laughs> like He was sh- expecting you to like, yeah. be like, I really don't like you. Yeah. But- no, he's like, he took it like right when I said that, he's like, well, I wasn't expecting that. Thank you. Like, wow, thank you. Because he's an announcer now. And I don't think a lot of people really his oh. wrestling ability so like <laughs> that's when he shook my hand took the picture he's like thank you i really appreciate yeah, he that. was really like, cool yeah really cool but anyway back to joey ryan joey ryan <laughs> coming back out doing that whole thing fucking hilarious the lollipop grossed me out it's supposed to it was gross that was i mean i have nothing negative to say about that i think was, that was done perfectly he was carried off by a bunch of dicks <laughs> yeah yeah nothing nothing to say and the, his fucking poses are hilarious they are Sponsored by you porn. It's just another th- icing on the cake. It's hilarious. All right. Let's get into the Young Bucks. The Golden Elite. The Bucks. Golden Elite versus uh, Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandido. Bandido. Dude, this might have been one of my favorite matches because it was like so freaking quick. It had to be. I Well, I understand that. And so maybe it wouldn't have been, but it was yeah. like flip, 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 down, it, it tag, to- flip, flip, down. It totally wouldn't have been that that quick. Like that was almost so much. Like on the way on the way back, we we're listening to Talk is Jericho. Yep. And Jericho talks about how like as wrestlers, you just teach to like, you're taught to you like hold. hold it. Yeah. Like, do something amazing to give the audience a little break just so the audience can be turned to their friends and be like, did you see that? Like, holy shit. Right. Then you go and do the rest. This was just bam, 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 bam. Like, from the start. Never slowed down. I mean... <laughs> you could tell that they were... Even Rey Mysterio came out late, mm-hmm. almost. He almost didn't make his music because... Kota Ibushi's fucking nuts. Love Kota Ibushi. Just his wrestling style is just insane. Is that a different match? No, this is this match when he does. The, I'm talking. Oh, about, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, I'm just saying. Kota Bushi yeah. is just like he's such an awesome wrestler, but he's just like his move set is insane. It is crazy. But it almost was like little to what everybody else did in the match. Like it was nuts. Like some of those moves, man. I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Just, I'm, I mean, this is so silly, but like when they're running the ropes and then do a handstand into the ropes and then a backflip, I'm like, my jaw just drops. My jaw dropped when uh, Phoenix walked on the rope and like yes. kicked a, a bushy, mm-hmm. I think it was. Or maybe it was one of the Bucks. I don't really remember. But he made it look so easy. He did. And that, yeah, that match was just full of acrobatics. It was, it was a spot fest, but it was what, it was a, it was what was expected. Right. I thought this was going to kick off the show. Right. And I said to you, I'm like, I think they're short on time because the Young Bucks don't even really get an entrance. The match that ended before this. They didn't get an exit. They didn't get an exit at all. No. Okada didn't get to celebrate. Marty was like, the ref, they had 
two referees run down and be like, Marty, go, 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 go. Marty no-sells the entire thing and basically runs to the back. Right. And so you could tell, just by the way the match was presented and the way that they were doing everything, you could tell they were short on time because they didn't stop. Right. Like. Well, and it it was the only, if that was the only thing that would have happened, you guys maybe would have not noticed it, but it was like Rey Mysterio's music is playing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then one person comes out on Rey Mysterio's team, and then the second. Yeah. And then it was like, is Rey Mysterio coming out? And it was like, finally, he's kind yeah. of like, he was in the green room. Well, because it was probably like, like, not ready. Well, it was probably like, he thought he probably had like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And he was probably like putting his mask on or something. Something. Like, yeah. Or and maybe, his, you know, maybe he was ready, but his boot came undone or some, stupid shit, yeah. you know? Like, there was obviously something was going on because yeah. his music was playing and. Like he, nobody we was like, coming out. We're like, should we clap? And then or? Bandito came out, and Phoenix came out, mm-hmm. and Ray still didn't come out. They were in the ring by the time Ray finally came out. And, and you call them luchadors? Yeah, luchadors. Okay. luchadors. Yeah. And like they were in the ring already. Like by the time they came out, by the time Ray Ray came out, it looked cool. By the way, yeah, the Wolverine, <laughs> old school Wolverine look. So Ray Mysterio uh, used to always come out to like at WrestleManias. Yeah. He would always come out as a different like superhero or like no. a different like thing like all the time. That was like his little thing. He would be like one thing, this thing. He came out as an Avatar one year, like as like a blue like Avatar. I love Avatar. It looked cool. It did look cool. Uh, he came out as Joker one time, with, like the face paint. Um, he's done a, Daredevil was one. He's done a lot of stuff. So Flash. this was just another. But this is what thing that he does. So I already thought about this. I was like, this is almost as big as, as a WrestleMania. Like, this event is almost as big as a WrestleMania. Like, the hype that's surrounding this, the amount of people that were there from around the world. Yeah, like, watching, tuning watch, in. Yeah. Just, honestly, just being in attendance, the people that were there around the mm-hmm. world. Like, everybody was like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. It's a once-in-a-lifetime. To have Rey Mysterio come out in a superhero outfit, like, you only see at WrestleMania solidified my statement. Like... Wow, this is like a WrestleMania. He took it as serious as yeah. WrestleMania, and he's coming out like how he would at a WrestleMania. That's really cool. Yeah, I just see yeah, I didn't get that till yeah. just now. Like, I was already thinking that, and I saw Ray. I was like, wow, like this is that's when I like I think that's when it like really hit. Like, this is really special. Like, we're a part of wrestling history right now. This is an event, one time thing or not. This is an event that will live forever. Yeah. Like, you will always talk about People will always talk about this. Like, it was so huge. It yeah. was so great. Yeah. It was awesome. And that match was awesome. Like, that was the main event of the night. I don't think it should have been. It's just me nitpicking. I think another match should have been, which we'll talk about last. I mean, if this if this match would have had the time, maybe, you might, you might feel differently. No. You don't think so? No, I think not, I think that this energy with, that they brought, I was happy with that being the yeah, last match. But not with the way the other match was, the storytelling in the other match was presented. I'll, I, I'll explain. I agree. I I'll agree with that. I agree with that. But I'm happy with the way because of they ran out of time. I'm happy that this was the main event. So yes, um, the Bucks win. The Bucks get the cover on the Meltzer driver. I knew, and I knew for a fact that they were short on time when they hit the one move and then rushed into the Meltzer driver. Because normally, like, they hit that and somebody kicks out. They do, like, the, oh, my God, like, what are we going to do now? Like, you know, like, they act like, we just like hit him with that. Like, what do we do? What do we do? Like, 
you know, the storytelling. They hit him with that move. One, two, no. And they're like, okay, come on. Like, they pick him up, do the Meltzer driver quickly. I mean, they do it quickly. They don't even, like, normally, like, before they do the Meltzer driver, they're playing to the crowd, like, come on, let's go, let's go, here it comes. Instead, he, like, Nick jumped out, did it, did the flip, Meltzer driver hits, one, two, three, and they look around. Right as the one, two, three hits, they raise their arms up, and they look at the screen, and you see the fucking logos, like, of the like, brought to you by media yeah. presentations. You see, like the little like copyright graphic, yep. like at the end of every wrestling event. Yep. And I'm like, oh my god, they just went off the air. Yep. And I was like, they literally just finished in the right time. Was it Matt Jackson? He got on the mic and he's it was like, Nick. Was it Nick? Yeah. I thought it was Matt. That was, was like Nick was the one. It's like we literally had three, three seconds. seconds until we went off the air and we did it. Like some people will say it's unprofessional. Like yeah, that's like. But I think that's awesome. Like, I think it's awesome because it's like, this just shows how real it was in terms of like, they are literally just first time people trying to put together an awesome kick-ass show and they pulled it off with three seconds to go. I think people who say it's unprofessional are stupid because they walk out in the very first of their show, the very first two minutes and they're Mm -hmm. like... You want to blow the first? You want to blow our budget yeah. in the first ninety seconds? Light the pyro! Like that's their setting for the show. Yeah. That is their. That's why. I, that's I, their gimmick for the show. Like why, shut the fuck up. That's why I honestly think the way it ended was perfect. Yeah, like, it was. I think it was perfect. <laughs> I'm like this is perfect. They couldn't have planned that. No, but it, they couldn't it have planned out. it. But they, exactly, they couldn't yeah. have planned it at all. But it was perfect for the young bucks. Yes. Like if it was a WWE show. Yeah, I get that. I'm like, you guys have been doing it for how many years? Like, yeah, you should be on time. <laughs> but, like, uh, for people who, like, and not to mention, WWE has their own network now, so they can go as long as they want. Right. They well, were on pay-per-view. Young Bucks are paying probably per minute, so it's like, we can do it in four hours. We can do yeah. it. You know, and it's like, exactly. fuck, we, we, we cannot. Oh, <laughs> or we can, but. And just a little side can- thing. This might trigger some people. Sorry, but if you're bitching about the price of this pay-per-view, you have to also put in the perspective that Fight TV and all the other pay-per-view providers get a piece of the cut to where they will not allow anything else to be cheaper. This is actually very cheap for a pay-per-view. Normally, UFC pay-per-views are like $80. Like, this is very fucking cheap. Like, I think you should be... I think we're just so, like happy that we have the network and we're spoiled with the network because it's nine ninety nine a month versus I don't know if anybody remembers one of the last WrestleManias to buy on pay-per-view was around $90 wow. for HD. Regular was 80 Regular? Regular was 80 <laughs> A normal pay-per-view for WWE was about 50 to $60. Well, like, I also want to say the, the like, merch for the Bucks, 20 were, bucks a t-shirt, 20 bucks a hat. Like, come you know on, you ever been... Like, I went to U2. You know how much when, it is when did we go? WWE? Back in... I don't... I have no 30. idea. But I'm saying any concert I've been to no, where it's a hat yeah. or a TV or a TV. A hat or a... T- uh, See, it's ass mouth. Blah, 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 t-shirt. It's like 40 bucks, $45, yeah. $50. Like, I had a guy complaining next to me. He's like, $60 for this? And I'm like... Dude, you have two T-shirts and a hat. Shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, I was like, that's pretty fucking cheap. For it, 60 it was bucks. very reasonable. Yeah, we had to pay seventy dollars for like a T-shirt and what was it, a hat at U two or something like two that? T-shirts, two I T-shirts. I think it was uh, seventy or eighty bucks. Yeah. yeah. But 
Don't uh, hate on the price. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like the little nitpicking with wrestling fans that drives me nuts. It's like, enjoy it. Stop complaining so much. Just enjoy it. We shouldn't have ripped, a, ripped up. Ripped. Fuck. We shouldn't have ripped up. Fuck. I can't <laughs> oh, do it I again. Can't. Ripped up what? Ripped on. That's the word. On StubHub because we're being those stupid wrestling fans. Because we were able to go to the show. Well, I'm just a little saying. Different. That's a little different. I know, but we should, we have, should just be happy. Yeah. We should just be happy. We are, and I am. I know. I, it was a really good experience. Yeah. But most of the things, like I have to say, I think most of the things that we've complained about, all the things that we've complained about, really, for this past weekend, were just people not being respectful. Like, respectful. Oh, my or, God. Respectful. What is up with this, like, last two minutes? Respectable. <laughs> Like, that's the one thing that I think we and you complained about is just be, yeah. like, just be happy. Like, w- I think we've complained just about people just, like, not being happy. It's like, God, man, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Be happy. Be cool. Like, respect one another. That's all I ask. But anyway, Young Bucks, that all happened. Uh, phenomenal match. Phenomenal. Pheno- AJ Styles. Pheno- ph- phenomenal. 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 Flat earther. Uh was a fantastic match. Fantastic match for how quick it was. Very fantastic. It was really cool. Um, Marty versus Okada, the longest match of the night. This may they may have actually been the reason why they Marty's went overtime. Marty's fault. Marty's fault. <laughs> it went twenty seven minutes. Uh, it was the, a good match. Though. It was a fantastic match. Started off kind of slow, and then the last fifteen, probably fifteen, ten to fifteen minutes was insane, and it all kicks off. With the 205 thing from Okada. Doing that 205. And you you even popped for that. I, was that, I think that was probably your favorite moment of the night. It, it might have been. It was it was up there with the dicks. But uh, Marty looks like he's out of it. And Okada's like mm-hmm. um, using his hands. He's like, 205. Pause, pause. Grab snap. It was so awesome. Mm-hmm. It was like Marty. It was totally out of nowhere. And then... The, I, call, I called it on the yeah, previous you did. show. And what, what what did the crowd... Oh, when the, you every t- are sick. No. What did they say? <laughs> well, every time that Marty does the finger break, they start chanting, you sick fuck. You sick fuck. Okay. Yeah. So, you are sick. <laughs> That's but, not right. Uh, I love the heavyweight storytelling where Marty's trying to do these moves and can't do it. And then his back hurts. Yeah. And... But what's so funny that like, obviously Okada's taller than Marty, but Okada's not that much bigger weight wise than Marty. And Marty pulled off a suplex with fucking ease and a power bomb with I ease. Think, I think Marty's stronger than what his character is allowing I think him so to be too. right now. I think so too. And I think it was a great match. I'm assuming after the way that match went back and forth, um, I'm assuming the ending was just by the way the storytelling was presented in the match. I was wondering if Okada was going to shake Marty's hand after the match. But because they ran out of time. Yeah, because uh, Okada okay. doesn't celebrate at all. Okada Really? Gets, yeah. Okada wins and gets out of the ring. Like Okada wins, gets out of the ring, and like immediately goes to the back. While the ref, another referee, ran down to the ring before the match was even over to tell Marty to get out. Like he's like, "Okay, go, 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 go. We're short on time." Marty no sells and just runs back. Like, Marty, like he's fine. Like he yeah, was, like he wasn't yeah. hurt. Yeah. 
So, anyway, that was. I love it. Mar, I'm a, obviously Marty Mark. Mighty the one, the Marty one guy Marks. we had, a, we had a group of like eight guys in front of us. They're yeah, all like, I love this guy. They're all like 25, 30 years old, and they're good. I mean, they're standing up and yeah. they're like cheering, but Snapchatting. There was one, one guy. He didn't say a word. Nothing. He didn't say a word the entire, the night. entire night. Like not even to his friend. He didn't say no. a word to his no friend. Talking, he was so no talking. No nothing. So quiet. Didn't say a word. He's just. I think he's just taking it all in. Marty comes out, and he's like, let's fucking go, Marty! Fuck him up! You suck, Okada! I mean, just fully in, yep. marking out. Yep. And I was like, good for you, man. I was so happy when he started doing that. And I was so happy that you brought that up to me after the show. I was like, yes, I was so happy you did that. <laughs> All of his friends were talking. I mean, he might have talked a little bit, but nothing mm-hmm. that we could here or whatever and then it's like all of a sudden it's like it marty's was, out he's like he's like let's go marty yeah, and, and then like 20 of, minutes later he's it was like out of nowhere fuck him up marty yeah. fuck okada yeah. like he was so it happy. was out of, that one was out of nowhere and i was like yeah. yes he's fuck him up marty i'm like yes let's go he was let's the quiet go. quiet kid in the classroom yeah. and he just had to let his <laughs> inner villain out um moving on Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. He wasn't called Pentagon, though. Penta. L Zero? Yeah. Penta L Zero? Yeah, I didn't really know what the chant was. Penta L Zero, maybe? Something yeah. like that. Penta was definitely his name. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on the chant now. That's Okay, I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, it's the first time I've ever watched a. Well, not ever watched a Pentagon match, but it's the first time I've ever seen him live. It's the first time I've ever seen Okada live, too. Fun fact. And that was awesome. I'm like, holy shit, I can cross Okada off my list for people I've seen live now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. It's only, like, this is only, like, the third... Well, not third, because he used to wrestle in TNA. But since he's been the Rainmaker Okada, like, as one of the best wrestlers in the world, this is only, like, his fourth or fifth time in America wrestling. No way. Yeah. Yeah, Okada, like... This is that was special, like seeing Okada. I think that's why they waited so long to put him on. But uh, Omega, oh man! But Pentagon Junior. is the first time I've ever seen him live, and he's awesome. He's a mean fuck. Yeah, he's awesome. That hardcore, that hardcore guy from TNA. Yeah, <laughs> is that what they say? That's what Omega said oh. <laughs> when they like announced the match on BTE. When Mago's like freaking out, he's like, what's my match, guys? Am I going to be in a tag match with you? Get the Golden Lovers going? Maybe a Golden Elite? He's like, no, you're going to be in a match by yourself. He's like, oh, come on. He's like, my heel's broken. Don't give me somebody hard. He's like, well, you're going to be in the main event. And he's like, he's like, I can't do that. It's not my show. <laughs> and like freaking out, he's like, okay, you're going to be the co-main event. He's like, that's, that's not much better. And then they show who he's wrestling. He spits out the water he's drinking. He goes... That hardcore, that hardcore guy from TNA, I was screwed. Like freaking out. That guy is scary looking. He's good. He's good. He actually like. I'm about the walkout. I'm about mm-hmm. the storytelling, and his is scary. Yeah, I yeah, like I it like though. It. I like, like it a lot. And Kenny Omega, I mean, he is just. He's just on another fucking level of stardom right now. I think he might be more popular. He. Might be arguably more popular than a few people that are extremely popular in WWE. Now, I know a lot of people will argue that and say, like, no, no, no way. Like, he has less followers on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, man, this perception of Omega, though, 
This is now the second time I've seen Omega wrestle live. And it's the feeling of that. You're like, holy shit, here's Kenny Omega. Like, Omega's here. Like, whoa. Like, this guy, he's the best wrestler in the world. I think he is the best wrestler in the world. And maybe one of the... AJ Styles is obviously up there as one of the best, too, of, like, our generation. But I think Omega is up right there with him, maybe not, if not number one. And just the feeling of that you get that this is special, that Omega's here, this is special. And that's what the feeling was with everybody. Omega's music hit, that crowd popped big. Okada got a big pop, too. It's like they have special feelings, like... I don't know if it's like they don't wrestle in the States a lot, so it's kind of like maybe that's what it is. Are they strictly New Japan? They're Yeah, they're New Japan contracts. Okay. Um, and Omega's the IWGP heavyweight champion, the New Japan heavyweight oh, champion. Oh, okay. And so this is a match that I know that Omega's wanted for a while. It was against Pentagon. This was like the dream match, the fantasy match. And they teased it a lot in like PWG where they had the elite versus like pentagon phoenix and like i forget who else they were with uh they teased it a lot like there and they would always go one-on-one there and like the beginning of tonight's match or tonight last night's match was the exact same as what they did in pwg where pentagon did his chant was a zero was it zero garyl i'm bad at it too no fear basically yeah um, they Arrow. did that, and POVG like the crowd does it with them, and Omega and they do like the Omega thing. They went back and forth, and they did the exact same thing where Omega stops them from doing it, and slaps them in the face. Yeah, as the exact same as the PWG match that they had, where they kind of teased it. Well, and I, I don't think the crowd cared who won. No, not at all. The crowd was like. Uh, the crowd cheering was, for both yeah, equally yeah. and it was like we don't give a fuck yeah like, we just want to see a good I'm, match yeah and i and they when we did yeah we holy did. shit there's another one slow start but the finish the last 10 minutes 10 15 minutes of the match was just another holy shit what a fucking match and um Omega didn't really do a lot of his crazy stuff. Like he did a lot of V triggers. Does he really usually always... do crazy? Yeah, he normally like jumps over the like top, like flips over the ropes and okay. stuff. And like uh, he didn't really do a whole lot of that. I wonder if he was like restricted from doing that because I'm sure New Japan does not want him getting hurt on mm. an All In show. Um, but he did some. He did the one where he jumped on the ropes, and I thought he was going to lose his balance for a second, and then he just nailed the move anyways. That's what he always does. He always looks like he's going to fall off the ropes. He doesn't. He just <laughs> nails the move. But just the overall atmosphere, and I'm one just like how you said, I didn't care who won. I was just like basking in the fact that like this match is like happening. It's happening. Yeah. And just like, wow. This is a dream match. Like, it's great. Like, I'm not really don't I don't know a whole lot about Pentagon Jr., I'm gonna admit that, but I know like he's special. And I know that like there's big buzz surrounding him like i just like just knowing that alone made the match special and omega get the win omega got the win which i expected because i don't i didn't think they were gonna have omega lose at all in right lights go out and wait before you say it i didn't really know what was gonna happen 
I was like, is this going to be punk? <clears throat> I was at first, that's what, that was my first thought. I was like, is this CM Punk? Like, holy shit. Like, is this going to be punk? I'm actually way happier with the other way it went. And when he's laying in the ring, I was like, okay, that's not punk. He doesn't have tattoos on his right, on his right arm, so that's not punk. I'm like, who is that, though? I'm like, is that just Pentagon in the ring? Like, it was Pentagon. Yeah. Uh, I was like, is that Pentagon? And or and I was like, no. I was like, he looks smaller than Pentagon. Like, who is that? And like, I couldn't tell. And then you, with oh, I know, he got up, and you go, is that Jericho, dude? I okay. I just want to say this. I can't believe before you anybody it. else in the fucking ring said anything in the whole stadium. I go, in the is ring? that yeah, whatever. Is that? Jericho because I recognized the tattoo because I was so ready for Jericho to be there. I was so ready for the you know the lights go out and you're like, oh my I know, I know, I'm having a realization here. But I knew it before seventy five percent of the people in the freaking stadium that that. it was fucking Jericho. I will give you that because like I knew it. It was even before he like stood up. Like he I was know. still laying on the mat and the crowd's kinda like, Who is that? Who is that? I can't tell. It's just and Ray Mysterio. No, not Ray Mysterio. And you it? just turn and loudly <laughs> loudly go, Is that Jericho? And like everybody around us was like, Oh my god, is that Jericho? <laughs> like right when you said that, it like went down like the rose, because like the guy behind us right when you said the guy behind us was like Holy shit, I think it is Jericho. Because I'm a genius. He I'm a goddamn genius. Well, what was so funny is that he answered you. <laughs> like, know. you said it's me, and the guy behind me goes, Holy shit, I think it is Jericho. <laughs> and then, I guess, he said that loud, and then that kind of just spread down yeah, the row, did. and everybody was like, Jericho? Jericho? Like, Y2J? Is that Jericho? He stood up, and at first, I was like, I didn't answer you, because I was just like, Oh my god, is that Like, in my head, I'm like, Oh my god, is that Jericho? <laughs> And then I'm looking at his left arm like, holy fuck, that is Jericho. And then when he attacked him, that's when I turned to you. I go, that fucking is Jericho. I know how he punches. Like, it's like that's Jericho. Chris fucking Jericho. And then when he hits the code breaker, the crowd. And see, I had no idea about the code breaker. Nothing. Nothing. I just yeah. was expecting. I, I was expecting. No, I was... You were telling me you were like, oh, Jericho won't like, come on land more... because of... Because of uh, Vince McMahon, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this motherfucker, honestly, he's coming. He's coming. Yeah. He's going to be there somehow, way, shape, or form. He's honestly, gonna... And then the lights went off. I'm like, I know it. I, I know it. Honestly, I know the it. more like we're talking about now, I'm more shocked at you knowing it. And like the more it's like hitting me like, damn, she called that before like anybody realized it. Called it in the car on the way down. You did. You're I like, did. Jer- You're like, when we're listening to the podcast, you're like, Jericho's so going to be he there. He had to be there. And... Um, well, you thought it was going to be, he was going to be, I thought he might bear, be the bear Bernard business. Bear. Yeah. I thought he but, might be that. Um, what my favorite, this is my favorite moment. Ah, God, fuck Maybe not. <laughs> Cause I'm thinking about this. It's up there. It's up there. Number one or two for sure. My favorite moment is that like when, so I realized it was Jericho. So I'm like, I'm, I was like, I know how he moves. Cause I've loved Jericho. He's one of my all time favorites. He's on my Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. And like that is fucking Jericho. And I started. I started jumping up and down. I'm like that's fucking Jericho. I marked out hard. It's like that's fucking Jericho. And then when he did the code breaker, though, that's when the entire arena realized it, and the entire arena fucking pop. 
popped loudly, very loudly. Like, I don't think the TV does it credit. No, no, It was like ringing. Like, my ears were ringing. It was so loud. And then when he takes off the mask, it just another loud pop again. Like, my ears were fucking ringing. And what's so great about this whole thing is that, number one, Jericho is one of the greatest. He is the GOAT. He's one of the greatest of all time. Number two? He's got the list. He's got the list. I thought he was going to put him on the list at first. I totally thought he was going to do it. Favorite. But he just goes, Kenny Omega, I'll see you on the cruise. <laughs> and I thought he was going to do like some, I thought he was going to be like motherfucker, or like say like his, I like wish. being like a true heel. Yeah. But you could tell Jericho thought it was so fucking cool. He totally broke character for a moment and raised his arms to the crowd. He's like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Let's go. I don't even care right now. Let's go. Yeah. He's like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. And he runs off and pushes over Down Callus, which is hilarious. He just walks up to Down Callus and just pushes him. I know. I was like, I was like, Tricky, look over there. Yeah. Like, he just, he's, he's uh, that was, yeah. annihilating the announcers right now. Yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite. Yeah, that moment. That's a moment I'll never forget as a fan. Like, I'll never forget that. And like, who remember, brought you? Who brought like, you that moment? In years from now, I'm like, remember that time? Like Jericho was Pentagon, and like <laughs> Pentagon. That's who it is. And I was like, um, well, I was reading on Twitter, like, who knew that? Like after all, oh, it was Tof. Tof said, who knew after all these years, Pentagon is actually Chris Jericho, <laughs> and like Penta L Jericho. Like, well, Pentagon's actually pretty awesome for being like, yeah, that's a cool. I'll, yeah. I'll do that. Like. Well, and what's even, it was cool. So what's even cooler is that Jericho posted a video right after that on Facebook or on his Instagram or whatever it was. He goes, hey, did you guys like that? And he's still in the makeup of Pentagon on a private jet. He goes, so I just want to let you guys know, uh, was hiding in the Young Bucks office since 530. Uh, when they said the time was to go, they snuck me out. He's like, what's really cool is that I got to put on Pentagon's gear. I thought that was <laughs> awesome. And he's like. He was marking to- out. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And like. He's like, I got to do the makeup and the face paint. He's like, I love this shit. He's like, and fun fact, I'm actually taking a private jet to Kansas City right now to do a Fozzie show. So, yeah, who would be crazy enough to do this? A wrestling show, and I get on a private jet to go play my show. He's like, (laughs) like, this is awesome. He's like, I'm loving life right now. He's like, and by the way, I'm keeping the makeup on on stage. Um, what about that podcast we just listened to on the way home, the Talk with Jericho? Talk is Jericho? Yeah. And who, the countdown who, the Y2J? Yeah, who interviewed him? Conrad Thompson. He's the yeah. one that put together StarCast. Yeah, so he interviewed Jericho, and Jericho was like, yeah, man, I wish I could be there, but I'm going to be in Kansas City. Yeah. It's like, you are a liar. Yeah, the entire time. Like, he, like listen to it back now. Yes. He has a total fucking smile on his face. He's like, yeah, I can't be there. Wink, wink. <laughs> but, uh, he fooled everyone, yeah. except right. for me. Yeah. Except for me. Except for, yeah, honestly. I was ready. Good for you. Thank you. I've learned we well. Here we go. Okay. You ready? Oh, I'm going to cry. You're going to cry? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the main event, in my eyes, the true main event. But I'm happy this wasn't the main event now because if they would have went off the air. I wouldn't have had time to see the mm-hmm. the emotion. Yeah. And... That is for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Nick Aldis defending against Cody Rhodes. I'm using your last name. Cody Rhodes. R-O-D-E-S. R-O-D-E-S? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Take out the H? Yeah, you said we could do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Copyright laws. But Cody, um, American Nightmare. This 
I was shocked when this match came on because I was like, it was in the middle of the show. It was honestly almost before what I felt like the middle of the show. And I agree. I agree. And I remember when they showed the graphic, even everybody around us was like, whoa. Whoa, this is happening now? Yeah. And it gave me the thought. I'm like, okay, maybe this is going to be like a fucked up finish. Like maybe Cody is going to lose or like there's going to be a DQ finish. Maybe like what we said on the preview show. What JCD What JCD said. I was like, Toph and I were like, maybe JCD is right. Like, because it's going on. Why would it go on now? And... They showed the hype video. The hype video was awesome. When they showed the fucking wrestlers coming out, though, it just had that big fight feel. It had that feel of, like, this match means something. Like, this match means everything right now in professional wrestling. Like, the NWA used to be the most prized possession in professional wrestling, like, in the 80s, when Dusty held it, Ric Flair, Harley Race, when they all held that title. And now... They have almost, they, not almost, they have. They've brought the title back to legitimacy. And, like, obviously a lot of people are going to give Cody all, like, majority of the credit. But, but I don't think you right. can. Like, yeah. I think Nick uh, Nick Aldis, I think, deserves mm-hmm. a shit ton of credit. Maybe almost more than Cody. Like, for sticking with it that long. For sticking, for, yeah. yeah. For sticking with the title that long. For carrying it with the professionalism that he has carried the title with. For making it valuable. Exactly. Yeah. He, like, Nick Aldis made me believe, like, as much as Cody made me believe that the title was worth something again, Nick Aldis was the one that made me believe almost even more that the title meant something again. And then you tie in Cody's family, like, his lineage, his family's, like, lineage. Am I saying that right? I feel like I'm saying Lineage. 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 Yeah. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. It's like, I'm not saying that, right? (laughs) When you tie in Cody's uh, family's uh, lineage, it just made it all the more special. That's why I cried. What? That's why I wanted to cry. I cried a little bit. Oh, I got a little teary-eyed. I'm not going to lie. And it's just like, I got got teary-eyed on the, the, the NWA video that they made, like hyping up the match when Cody was crying. Well, it's all about family. It's all about hit Nick, his dad, Nick's son, yeah. or Cody's dad, and yeah. When Cody was tearing, when Cody was crying, I'm like, "Fuck!" It's like this is almost getting me. I don't know who I want to. And they booed when Nick came out. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Well, of course Aw. they were. Of course they were going to." I felt bad. Yeah, I I'm not a you good. Laughed. I'm not a good sports fan. I, I feel when, bad for the losing team. Like I remember when you laughed at me, and I was like, "I like him." I was like, I'll give you one clap, cause, but I want Cody to win. But I'll give you one clap, Nick, because I like yeah. you. But uh, it's, it takes a lot to sign on to know you're going to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for him and for the and, NWA yeah. to realize that they're going to lose. Like mm-hmm. they're sacrificing their title to get some. I think they made the right move. Though. I think so, too. I definitely think so. I'm I just, mean, how many like how many people it makes are me talking? sad yeah. I'm, i want to cry about it like many, it's like a real like person or a real yeah. how many people are talking about this too like like all the wrestling fans are yeah. all over the world or like the nwa championship like it's mind-blowing to me like they they did it they brought the title back to relevancy like they brought it back it means something again this worked like, this totally worked. They're smart bookers. Yeah. They're smart storytellers. What needs to happen, though, 
is that now whenever Cody drops the belt to whoever is going to work for the NWA schedule, because Cody's a Ring of Honor guy, right? they need to keep up the storytelling mm-hmm. there. They need to not let it go after this. Like, they need to keep it up. They either need to keep Cody involved or they need to build some other story that yeah. is more about family, more about yeah heart heart wrenching things where you're like Man. not like heart wrenching things just tell a good story yeah like don't, I mean don't have like the one guy who held the title before Nick Aldis like nobody cared like he's 53 like oh should have like obviously maybe his son well yeah I'm just I'm just giving you but shit it's I have like, no idea but it's like the title didn't mean anything it's yeah. it felt like it was the equivalent of a local wrestling promotion that like it's not on TV and they have done such a good job just bringing meaning back to this title in a year yeah within a year yeah they did it it's under a year well they they, they have to capitalize on it because anything in media anything in mm-hmm. that's going to stick has a yeah they and, have a time expiration they have a yeah you know, yeah. they have to capitalize on it now. Yeah. And the walkout, the, when they were walking out, they made it feel like a UFC walkout where they show them before they hit the stage. Yeah. And I'm like, I like that. I like that a lot. So that built up. That just built up until they got out there. Right. But um, the storytelling, this is my favorite match of the night. This is, yeah, this is definitely my favorite match of the entire night. Um. And it wasn't because I like Cody so much. It honestly has nothing to do with how much I like Cody. It has to do with the way that both men told the story. As it had such an old school '80s NWA feel that, like, it was such a throwback to the NWA style of professional wrestling, like the blood, the blading of the match, the color in the match, like. That was a throwback. Like, we don't really see blading anymore. Like, you don't really see blood like that anymore right. in wrestling. It's kind of been phased out, like, a little bit. Because it's been too it's graphic or probably, too... Probably for the best. I you mean, don't really need it. Dusty Rhodes' forehead looked pretty... Dustin? Dusty Rhodes. Dusty. Dustin's Dusty. skull dust. Yeah, well, his forehead looked pretty fucked up mm-hmm. in a lot of family... Pa- I'm like, what's wrong with his face? Mm-hmm. Flair's, I think, looked like that for a little bit, too. Yeah. But um, I mean your choice, your your face, but I think it all worked out. I I like the blood, I, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I think it all worked out for the American Dream. And um, what about his doggo? Yeah, uh, Pharaoh. She was. Is it a girl? Uh, well, the little doggo. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they cool. braved. They braved the stage. They were a little yeah, nervous, was, and uh, yeah, not happening. <laughs> Pharaoh. Was, Pharaoh. He was not having it, but he was like a little bit. I trust you, Dad. Yeah. So <laughs> walk me through the flames. What was thing. funny is when uh, the dog was like, oh, "I don't know how I feel about this." And Diamond <laughs> Dallas Page looked down. And he like kind of chuckled a little like, bit. Okay. And he like pet the dog like on yeah. the back. He's like, "It's okay." Like that, that made me laugh. Dog but, is like, "It's loud. Yeah. It's bright. There's stairs. Mm-hmm. There's a drop off." Yeah, and so. <laughs> I remember like walking, like watching them from our angle. It looked like Nick Aldis had to step over the dog to get yeah, like in the yeah, ring, yeah. which is funny as hell. <laughs> but like this, is a, that just made me like Cody more. Like, god damn it! But uh, man, that match was just so well done. Like that match was so well done. 
it to me it's a match of the year candidate just for the way the professional wrestling was performed in the match it had nothing to do with the like you look at like okada mega matches and it's just like so much so much so much so much or a Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano match. Like, it's so much, so much, so much, so much. Don't hate on Gargano. I'm not hate. No. I'm saying, like, those are, like, the, amazing the matches of the year. Matches of the year. Okay. I'm putting this one up there with them. Okay. Even though it wasn't, like, so much, so much, so much. Yeah. But it was so perfect. Yes. In terms of the storytelling. Professional wrestling is about storytelling. The matches, storytelling, they, and to me, they get a perfect 100% in storytelling in this match. I 100% agree. I think this match, as someone who does not watch wrestling, who watches being the elite and who watches some promos and like. You're the, you are the casual fan. I'm the casual fan. This is the match that I was like. I forgot. I forgot it was fake. I for, you know what I mean. Yeah, you forget they it is. You in. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god, I really want Cody to win, but I feel really bad if the other guy loses. What's gonna happen? One two. I've never understood the one two count. I know that's so dumb. Yeah, that's. I get that took a while for me to finally like explain I, that to you. I know, <laughs> but I, I mean, I get it. But, but like, ex- but like to believe it to be a part of the crowd who is like concerned about the one two like i get the one two like you're building it up you're you're building your story yeah yeah. but this is the first match that i think that i've ever felt it like oh my god because you you always make fun of like the false finishes i do because they're like the wrestlers are like oh my god i hit him with this what am i supposed to do and i you didn't get because like you're still learning everything about wrestling so it's like you didn't understand that sometimes they hit him with their finishing move yeah. that's supposed to be the end and they kick out and pe- they're like oh my god what am I supposed to do now I'm I like, hit him get with back my on most- top of them you know I'm like the fighter like go 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 yeah. but that's not that's not wrestling that's, that's not, not story the story yeah. yeah that defeats this- the purpose of storytelling right and it defeats the purpose of anticipation of when that three count is gonna and happen and see I get that from a um, bird's eye view I guess I totally mm. get that but I felt it in all in with this match yeah that's that's the thing i was like i understand it for any other match that you watch or your friends watch or where i'm a part of where it's like one two oh he kicked out and it's like i'm like oh well he kicked out you know like mm-hmm. i get the storytelling in this one i was like oh shit one two no he yeah. didn't get like i get I, it i get it i turned I get to it. you and i looked at you and you had like your hand over your mouth and i was like are you okay I thought there was something wrong, and you're no. just like, and you just go, no, I'm just like really fucking nervous right I now. Was. I'm like, why? And you're like, I just want Cody to win. I'm like, oh my god, I got you. Yeah, I got you. This match got me. Yeah, like, this match got me. Yes, and like, that's how well done this match was. Like this, that's how well done this match was. Well, it was the match. It was the, the YouTube videos. It was the, the promos. A, the crowd atmosphere the before crowd, the before yes. the match. That's yes. my favorite part. Is before the match is when the crowd is just cheering for yes. no reason. Just I mean, obviously there's a reason because it's like holy shit, here we go. Here we go. The crowd's cheering and Cody is like getting fucking pumped right. up, like from it. It would pump me up. Too. They played it. it. Pump they me. played it. So it did pump well. me up. I wanted to like jump up and down for him, like. 
Like, I wanted to, like, run up and down the steps being like, let's fucking go! Like, it was awesome. And then Brandy taking the bump, the elbow drop. Yep. Um, Protecting their hubby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> crotch and asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Um, then the, uh, the what I call the British Bulldog, Bret Hart ending. Um, the unexpected uh, roll-up. Or not, it wasn't a roll up, but just to sit down, cover the legs, make sure you can't get up. The unexpected three count and the crowd pop was like, I love that they didn't play the music, his music right away. They, they let, the, let crowd the crowd just go nuts, and then the music kicked in. Like the moment, let the moment set in that he just won the title. Yeah, and I don't think he doesn't mu- need the music. No, and I don't think the music kicks on until they give him the the title. Like, I don't think the music kicks on until, like, they that announce, and exact- new! <laughs> like, um, you see Brandy kind of get teary-eyed. Yeah. Cody is definitely crying. When Cody won, I'm not going to lie, I teared up, like, a little bit. I'm, like, fucking so happy. Like, first ever, second generation, uh, NWA world champion, a guy that some people thought he would never be, like, world champion material and I, I mean, not trying to brag or anything like that, but I, for one, always thought that Cody had something special that I think he could be a world champion one day. Back when he was with Randy Orton, Legacy, and all that, and I, I liked Cody more than I liked Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase Jr. was one that more people, I think, talked about more. I always liked Cody more. Like, I thought Cody was unique. I thought he was special. Now you fast forward to now. And see, so just kind of come like full circle, and it's yeah. just like it's it was emotional. Like it's like somebody who fucking deserves it, deserves all of it for the one time that fucking stupid chant of "You deserve it" actually means something. And I don't know if that it. was actually chanted. It was. Was it at the very end? Yeah, when he was celebrating on the ring, oh, they, okay. they were chanted. But it was just like he because you do deserve Cody does deserve it, like completely a hundred thousand percent deserves it after everything that he has put forward to making this show happen and the bucks too can't leave the bucks out they all deserve it like that moment that moment will live on in wrestling history forever and we were a part of that that moment will live forever they like made a chance to live forever and they just succeeded and they will live forever that's, oh, I, I totally agree. That's something that says more to me than anything. It's not about professional wrestling at this point. It's not about storytelling. It's not about all this. All in. It's not about all in. It's about living forever and making a legacy. And no pun intended. But making a legacy. And not only that, Cody has now officially solidified the Rhodes family name forever. Even if even though the Rhodes name was already solidified forever, this now just put nails on it. It's not coming it's not ever going away. At least in our lifetime, it's not going away. Like that means something. That's why that match was so special. And that's why that's my favorite match. And that's why it should have been the main event, but I'm happy it wasn't because it would have ran out of time. Well, it would have ran out of time, and everybody's ripping on Cody for being too, you know, why why put yourself in the main event? Why why do this? Why do that? And it's like, 
well, shut up. One, did you did you fork out the money? Did yeah, you I, fork out the time yeah. or effort? Like, shh. Yeah, um, exactly. But he didn't put himself in the main event, and his mm-hmm. match was ridiculously perfect. Yeah, it's incredible. And and then even the Young Bucks who ended theirs was ridiculously mm-hmm. perfect. Aside from the time crunch, which was. They made it work, mm-hmm. and that's how you know how good they are to make yeah. a good match happen in X amount of time. Yep. And I think another reason why I love this match so much is because I've been trying so hard to get you to understand the storytelling and professional wrestling for so long now. And it, this match did it. Yeah. And that's like, that speaks volumes to me. And like, as somebody who doesn't watch, you don't watch wrestling. No. Like, you wouldn't watch wrestling without me. No. This match hooked you in, and you, like you said, you forgot it was fake for a minute. And yeah. That's that's when you know that that's when you know that the wrestlers involved in this match are fucking special and amazing. I hundred percent agree. It's like reading a good book. It's like reading Harry Potter, reading anything, watching a six month series or something like you mm-hmm. get lost in it. You forget about mm-hmm. the real you, world. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, that's why I this love, is, this but, match solidified that I think, but this match also made me realize the importance of the three count or mm-hmm. of the finishing move and things like that, that are like things that real wrestling fans are like, what you don't get. And it's like, no, because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I didn't grow up watching this. I don't yeah. have a history of watching this, but this match made it easy to understand that. Like yeah. if you watch the whole YouTube, you watch the whole everything, like the whole mm-hmm. Cody story and Nick, Nick, what's his name? Adol- this is dying. What's his name? Like Aldous. Aldous. Yeah. You watch his story. Like, it just makes it like really cool. Yeah, You're uh, like, you guys did, and, you guys are. And side note, Nick Aldis reminds me so much of Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I mean, funny. He looks like him and he sounds like him. He looks like a more buff Hugh Jackman. Sexy as fuck. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah, they're both Australian too. Are they? On top of it, yeah. Okay. I think right. so. Maybe I'm wrong. I think he might be English. I don't know if oh, he's now, Australian. Now, now I got, now I got to oh, look it up. Oh, God. Now I got to look it up. Now no, no, I just gotta look it up. Um, while I look this up, we've finished. Right, basically. we're done. Um, do you? We normally do a one, two, three finish. I'm offended, uh, Katie. Do you have a one, two, three finish? I do. So should I show. do? Show should I do my my like best one or my or my worst one? Okay, he is English. Whatever. Yeah, I was right. He's from the United Kingdom. I take it back. I'm fucking right. My bad. You're wrong. My bad. My bad. He just looks like Hugh Jackman. He sounds like him. Fuck off. My one, two, three finish, my one is how the Bucks and Cody came out and they're like, yeah, this is a casual match. And Mm -hmm. this is, oh, let's shoot off all the pyro and hope we put on a good show. Bye. See ya. Mm -hmm. That's my one. Do I keep going? Yeah. Oh, okay. Two, the dick procession was um, absolutely amazing. I love dicks. I love dick jokes. All things pink and inflated. Dicks. They're great. Um, 
probably one of the happiest moments in my life. And one, two, three, count three is that poor doggy. But Cody brought his dog out who was definitely not having it, but he was okay. Like, and mom and dad are like checking in on the dog, like totally good dog moment. And like, I don't know. I just love dogs. Mm-hmm. It was a good moment. It was fun. Those are three? Yeah, those are my three. Um, my number one is thank you to everybody at StarCast who made like a unique experience for me from Kevin Kelly to SCU to uh, Ian Riccoboni, James Ellsworth, Matt Stryker, Tommy Dreamer, um, Jay Lethal, um, I'm missing somebody. Uh, Papa Buck. That's who I'm missing. Papa Buck. Papa Buck. Papa Buck. Um, thank you to all of you. Uh, Marty. Marty Skrull. Um, thank you to all of you for making my weekend amazing. One of a kind. It's good to meet you. Uh, number two. Uh, thank you to Cody and the Young Bucks for doing all this for so long. For giving me such an amazing weekend. Without you guys, we wouldn't... Nope. I don't know what we would have done this past week and maybe just fucked off and fucked off in St. Louis, me and you. Like, who knows what we would have done. Most likely. Um, That, but this was easily one of the best weekends of my life, without a doubt. Like, it was just so much fun. It It was such an escape from reality and just such an escape that I needed. And I'm so happy that the way that everything turned out and how great the show was and Jericho showing up and all this other stuff. Jericho's one of my favorites and he shows up at the show. Cody winning the NWA title. Like, Bucks. I mean, just seeing the Bucks, Ibushi, Omega, Marty, Hangman, all of them. Like, special. Okada. Like, special. And number three, you, Katie. Thank you for coming on this show and thank you for coming with me. And you're welcome. I love that we got this like perception of casual fan and uh, hardcore fan like perspective of this. So thank you. Casual fan has to give you uh, give the whole experience a solid five stars. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Dave Meltzer. Is that, you is are that a good... such a mark. It's not even <laughs> funny. Like you say, you use the term so loosely. You say like all this like inside. You don't use just like WWE lingo. You use like the indie lingo, which makes you a super mark. Maybe I'm the queen of marks. Okay. Shit. (laughs) Oh, anyway, uh, make sure to go uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Offended Pod. Make sure to go follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash/OffendedPod. Buy our t-shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com slash offended-podcast. Um, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at trick1042. Um, see what else? I'm missing some. Uh, listen to our regular podcast that shows every Friday at 8 a.m. on Spotify and iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure to watch our weekly wrestling wrap-up, which is every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central on Periscope. And Hockey Talks is returning very soon. It's not here yet. What? Hockey Talks? Yeah, it's not here yet, but it's coming. It's coming. He's trying to build it. I am trying to build it. Um, and again, thank you to Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. It's an experience I'll never, ever, 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 ever forget. And obviously, 
thank you to Katie Katie Naked Lady, which I think we might need to replace Stout. Naked Lady out. Bye, Stout. For Tricky, for Katie Katie Naked Lady, this has been Offended, presented by PWP Nation. We'll see you this week. Thank you, Cody Bucks. Good night. <laughs>